You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Welcome to another episode of Stadium and Gale. It's your horse, Uncle Silk. 35, I'm all black, and I'm black. <laughs> and I do this, so stop playing with me. It's Dan. I do this. <laughs> we do this shit. <laughs> hey, welcome to... Hey, one uh, and oh, baby. One and oh, baby. How y'all boys feeling, man? I, I, I woke up this morning feeling like I was one and oh. Uh, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I, it wasn't really too much Miami talk today, man. I, that, that, you know, the past is in the past. Um, yeah, yeah. On our next opponent, really. Yeah, I was a, a little braggadocious. A little braggadocious. Just, just, I just really just, just kind of, you know what I'm saying? I had to swag on the timeline a little bit, but I'm not going back and forth with anybody about anything, bro. We still kings of the state. You know? <laughs> I, can't, I can't go back and forth to somebody we already beat. Y'all. Nah. <laughs> y'all already. We got we to gotta keep looking forward. Yeah. Let's 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 uh, review the weekend, man. Uh, we had a beautiful tailgate out there at uh, Camping Royal Stadium, the big three roll up. Also, my man Dan went to. Let's, let's talk about this uh, wedding first, Dan. How was the wedding? Uh, I will talk about that. Get it out of the way. The wedding was awesome. There was a bunch of Florida grads from uh, from college that I went to school with. It was originally planned like two years ago, so it wasn't supposed to be this uh, this weekend. But unfortunately, with the game moving up, a bunch of us had to miss. Uh, so we were up in the Finger Lakes, up in New York, up in the wine country up there. It was beautiful. We were watching the game in and out uh, during the wedding just a little bit. But uh, but overall, was able to catch the last like five minutes live. Uh, but it was p- perfect, man. It was like 72 degrees up there with a low of like 55. It was perfect coming back from uh, from 95 degree Florida up there for a uh, for a couple days so it was it was nice but uh but people don't want to hear about that man they want to hear about your tailgate they want to hear about friday night uh everything looked good i hope you guys enjoyed the shots on friday night but uh everything looked good yeah man we miss you out there man we'll get we'll catch you at the next one though man we'll make it make it a, a movie as well but the tailgate was amazing man um of course black black my came through uh channing crowder came through rat fell through for a little bit keyword ratliff um, Shannon Snell was cooking, but it, it was just a lot of people, a lot of good fun, good energy, man. My man Black pulled up, uh, late, late arrival. He, he was fast and late. He got out looking like prime time, bro. Man, this man crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Friday, Friday night, I went over to uh, Bradenton Manatee to watch uh, the Lakeland and Manatee game. Um, it was close at the beginning and it got out of hand. So, you know, Put it on the boys real decent, 45-0. They caught three touchdowns back, so probably 20, or 66-0. Uh, that's probably what it, what it should have been. Um, but anyway, so coming back from Lakeland, uh, you know, a few hours before the game, um, to go to the tailgate, as soon as we get on I-4, it's traffic. It took us yeah, almost bro. hours to get from Lakeland to Orlando, which is roughly 45 <sighs> drive. Took almost two hours, bro. So, yeah, I had to be – Were late. they all going to the game? Shit. Probably, but I heard there were some more events in Orlando this weekend, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was a lot going on, man. But overall, we had a blast. It was hot. It was a long day, but we had a tent. We had an RV, uh, pizza came. We had plenty of barbecue. 
a lot of fun, man. We, we hung out heavy. Uh, yeah, so, they was jamming. Yeah, for sure, for sure. As soon as How I got, how many people did you guys have? I said too many. <laughs> that's the way to find though. So I, and I, it wasn't too many in a bad way, but that shit was this shit was dope. And I, I pulled up on it, and I'm like, damn, is this it? And then my wife go, yeah, that's the, the big three roll up, you know, in the backdrop when we're taking the pictures on. She had saw that, so I was like, yeah, okay. So uh, you know, it was a great time, man. I I, I really enjoyed myself. Uh, I know yeah, the rest of the family did as well. Yeah, the people asking for a stadium tailgate. We're gonna we're gonna put something together for the Auburn game, and also we're doing something for uh. The cocktail party. So we're we once we get dates and everything buckled down, we'll holler at y'all. Let y'all know what's up. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. For sure. Uh, let's let's talk about this game. Um, a lot happened. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, and then we're gonna have a big guest come come on to uh, finish up talking about the game. But we, we, how you feel about the game? I mean, turn we, we, before the game, we said the only way Miami can stay in this game and for it to be a competitive game if we turn the ball over, and that did happen. How you feel about the turnovers and how the game played out there? Uh, I, you know, it's it's tough. You know, I think the game. I, a couple things. One, I think people are a little too pessimistic after this game. I don't think it's as bad as people are, are making it seem. Uh, you know, Florida had a couple costly uh, turnovers, but at the end of the day, they were moving the ball when they when they could. Uh, they didn't have. You know, Miami had more yards than the Gators did, but the Gators weren't far. You know, back and they had what 20, 25 less plays in Miami did uh you know a couple things that I think that that Florida can work on um you know I, I think that you just got to get comfortable I mean when you haven't played in nine months to expect them to come out as as hot and as loaded as they were you know towards the end of last season it was it was probably a pretty tough ask for us you know Miami as we said had a great top or, or front seven on that defensive end and you know I give our offensive line a lot of credit for what they were able to do in uh, in pass blocking um, you know, want to want to see the the, uh, the run block or the the run blocking and the running get a little bit smoother. Uh, you know, but I thought overall the game wasn't nearly as bad as the internet made it seem. You know, we were following along a little bit at that wedding on on Twitter and then uh, checking in on the game every once in a while. And you know, you you would have thought the world was burning. And then you know, when I watched the game yesterday, it, it wasn't wasn't that bad. I don't know what you guys thought, but uh, but it wasn't as bad as I think people are thinking it was. I'll let Black go first. Before I go, yeah, go, it, go it, you know, it, it, it was definitely uh, some some good points. It's, it's also things we got to work on um, as that's for, every, you know, any first game. I don't care how good you think you are, you know. So for people to say like, oh, for the number eight team in the country, like get freaking real. Shit, we, we was number one in the country and still had to get kinks out of the chain the first couple games. So, I, you know, I, I, I don't understand, what, you know, when people see that game. I, I mean, personally, I, I'm a firm believer, like what Urban used to say is you don't got to be the best team in the nation. Every be best, best team that be, weekend, baby. Man, you got to be the best team in that stadium that day. That's it. That's, it. That's all that matter, and everything else gonna play out. I don't care about. We ain't got to impress nobody. Y'all line that shit up, Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. Y'all, y'all a whole, a whole ass turd, and y'all want to talk about. <laughs> y'all talking about teams who just beat y'all last year decently. Like, come on, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, yeah it, it, my opinion on it. Um, it's just kinks. We don't. It's college football. You don't get preseason games to, to figure things out man so you're figuring it out on the fly those and you look at those both turnovers were big plays that's the discouraging thing like when you look back at the film both times yeah. we just laid the ball on the turf they were both touchdowns like Malik David was gonna go probably the distance mm -hmm. on that play if he didn't drop it same thing with when French was pulling it and P. Ryan they kind of lost the formal there so it was daring to take it for us to run away with this game but 
we, yeah. we dropped the ball. We made some mistakes. But it wasn't anything that was egregious or crazy. It was, it was simple mistakes that, that, that kept Miami in the game, man. How do you feel about uh, Mother's decision to throw the ball instead of run the clock out with, with, with four minutes left and we threw the interception? How do you feel about that decision? You know, it's 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 tough because it didn't work out and it was interception, so it's easy in hindsight to say, hey, um, you know, Florida made a mistake there. But at the end of the day, you know, Florida was only averaging, what, 1.8 yards per carry when they were rushing the ball. And, you know, even if they were able to knock some time off the clock, because I think Miami still had one timeout left at the time. So even if you're able to get off, you know, a minute and, and a half, maybe two minutes, you're still going to leave them with three minutes left. And, you know, and you're backed up, in, you know, in the you know near your end zone. So you complete that pass, and and I don't know who the ball was going to. Um, I know who tipped it, and I know that it got intercepted. I don't know who the ball was going to. So you know, if that play works out, Dan Mullen's a genius because he moves the ball 35 yards, and you're away from your end zone. And then you know whether you have to run or punt, you're going to have to give Miami you know, 80, 90 yards to, to try to score at the end of the game. So, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It was a bad decision uh, at the time, but if it worked out, it would have been a, a great play that everybody would like, man, Dan Mullen's ballsy. The same way that when you start the game and you have a fake punt, you know, with Tommy yeah. Townsend and he's able to, to squeak by that first down, you're like, oh man, Dan Mullen's a genius. He's got these huge, you know, big balls that he's carrying around in a wheelbarrow on the side of the, you know, <laughs> on, the, on the sideline, right? But you know, if that play doesn't work out, then, you know, people are like, you know, what the hell is he doing? You know, who does that on the first drive of the game? You know, so you, you take some risky plays and, and that means you're going to take some bad ones uh, with the good ones. Already. Uh, I, I like to shout out to my man, Johnny, for unblocking me and also for dusting uh, baby blaze on that punt, bro. That punt fake. He dusted his ass and got the first down. Black, how you felt about it? Man, I said, man, it was definitely unexpected, and that was the best time to run that shit. So, um, hey, man, it, it worked. We we can't complain. Um, actually, how you felt about how you felt about the the uh the call to throw the ball up four four minutes left? I, I mean, I'm a defensive guy, so I I I feel like you know, run the clock out, punt it, put the defense back on the field to win the game. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I, 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 like, I, I, I legit said that. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to run this shit out. It's over. Run that shit out. <laughs> run, it, run it out. Let them burn up their timeouts. We're going to pull up, put our ears back, and let them defensive line go eat. Yeah. yeah that, 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 that's yeah. how I felt about it. Um, I, I get, I get I, that because he did it last year. Uh, He, he kind of abandoned the run a little bit this game, and he was going to win it. He wasn't going to not lose it, <laughs> but he, he, he wanted to go win the game. So I like his energy behind it, dog. To be honest with you. But we, you like you said, you got to execute it. It, it. it either works or it don't, bro. And it yeah. didn't work. So now we talk about it. That's just how it works. Yeah, you know, and I think that there's probably some some higher success passes that they could have done. But I do know that they were, you know, Felipe you know, for all in the game. You know, he was over you know, over sixty percent passing over. 100 yards, but he had some risky passes. He had that one to LaMichael P. Ryan. It was a kind of a swing pass uh, that he got immediately taken out. So, you know, I'm questioning if Dan Mullen didn't trust Felipe to make that swing pass and put him in a successful position. And that's why, you know, if that reads open, you know, like I said, it's a successful ball. The ball's on the 45 yard line or so. Or if he runs and, you know, breaks it for a score, then the, the place is going to static. So, uh, you know, I don't know what was behind Mullen's decision. I don't 
I don't fault him for making that decision because I think that's the type of guy he is. Uh, but yeah. I also, you know, I'm just not sure that, you know, he trusted the the run blocking, not so much just the, the running backs, but the run blocking to be able to, to break it for a, for a decent game. Black, how, how do you feel about um, the safety play? Uh, I mean, to be brutally honest, we can get better, a lot better. Uh, and I don't want to just just narrow it down to the safeties. Um, as a defense as a whole, we we miss a lot of tackles, a lot, a lot of tackles. Uh, but you know, it just looks different, and, and it's 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 harder on the safety because you got to understand that his name is safety for a reason. When, once it's past him, the band playing. So you know, the, the long run with uh with uh, DJ Dallas down the sideline. I mean, I think the whole I think we missed like six tackles on that play. Secondary got to do better at tackling, get better at tackling. The safeties as a whole got to got to come out their breaks as well too. I know Juwan Taylor was a little bit late coming out a couple of his breaks. That's why he, you know he was catching the ball in front of him. Um, come out our breaks a little bit better um, and tackle the football, man. And every week you just progress and get better. Ahmad, do you think that has to do with the fact that it's the first game, or is that something to, to really watch it's, and be worried about? That's, a, that's something you got. You always have to practice tackling. I, I, we practice tackle every week on every single team I, I've been on. So. Uh, it is my, it, it, the tackling was definitely bad. Guys going for kill shots. You got to wrap up, bro. Like this ain't pee wee football. You playing? You playing formidable guys that are in the weight room like you. You got to wrap up. But my thing is with the safety position, bro. You the last line of defense. It was some. It was some terrible angles. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty fair with with, with criticism, man. But I don't know how you fix, man. Like I think you got to just you got to find another. I don't want to bench anybody, but I don't see that getting fixed. It was terrible angles all game. You're the last line of defense. And, and honestly, I don't think DJ Dallas is, is, is that fucking that talented. I think we're gonna that's what I, real that's talented. what I said, dog. Yeah. And people were talking about DJ. Dallas. No, it, we missed we missed all them tackles. tackles. And, and then yeah. it, it wasn't even like it was. It, he was like they was we was trying to tackle him. He was just stiff arming us off and all that. Nah, it was just it was just bouncing we up. Like, yeah, we weren't wrapping up at all. Okay. Um, what's the what's, what's your uh, bright spot of the game? We're gonna get my man. We're gonna get a guest on here. I'm gonna say this now. We're gonna get a guest on here in a minute, and we're gonna uh, talk about this game more in depth with him. But what's what's your uh, brightest spot of the game? Uh, for me, it, it's obviously the sacks. You know, that's the most sacks that Florida's had in the game since 1987. I think is the the stat that I saw, and the most an SEC uh, team has had in the game since Ole Miss beat uh, Mississippi State in 2008. So, you know, to have 10 sacks, maybe even 11, and you know, if you count the one to end the game, uh, you know, 10 or 11 sacks is incredible. You know, Jonathan Greener, Ventro Miller, Jabari Zuniga, you know, Trey Dean. You know, Florida has you know a bunch of guys that are that are you know, attacked that offensive line that we said on this podcast was going to be the biggest threat to Miami winning the game. And sure enough, you know, he had got sacked 10 times and at least six or seven of those had to do with the fact that the offensive line was just absolutely overwhelmed. Black, what's your bright, what's your bright spot, baby? Uh, well, we, we made some strides on, on defense. We made some plays. Uh, we, we played very, very well on the defensive line. Uh, linebackers played 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 okay. Um, I was impressed with uh, Ventrell um, and how he came in. Uh, we got to get a little bit better with Bernie and uh, and uh, Houston. They got they got to wrap up a little bit better. Secondary, uh, we played okay. Uh, we challenged we challenged the receivers. I like the way they they fought and, and challenged the receivers. There weren't too many wide open receivers anyway. I mean they weren't doing anything too extravagant. 
Um, but like I said, man, you know, we wrap up. We wrap up. We, we, we'll be we'll be golden. We solid. Yeah, wrap up and just take care of the ball. Uh, we we we're giving away opportunities and keeping teams in the game by by by, by just giving them the ball back. Make them at least earn it. Even on the pick that the first interception by Franks, that I don't believe that ball was for Freddie. But those are like just simple mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't nothing crazy egregious. The fan was just a little overhyped. I get it, man. I mean, we hyped up 40 burgers a little bit. <laughs> so people wanted to see a, a, a shootout or something, man. But, yeah. I mean, we got to win versus an in-state rival team. Let's ride next to the next game. My bright spot. What do you have to say, Black? Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, Felipe also threw for 250 yards. So, like. Exactly. I'm going like, to say, like, yeah. everybody dragging him. Um, and we're going to talk about his 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 off-the-field stuff that was happening at the game as well once we get Bates on. But people were saying, my bright spot is Franks. Everybody was saying they didn't see a, any difference in his game. I seen a difference in his game. He made some bad decisions, but he also made some some good reason. And it was just, like I said, a few inches away from being touchdowns, bro. He threw for 256 yards, and he's a, he accounted for all three of our touchdowns. Every point, we he accounted for all of them. So I don't understand how anybody can say he played a terrible game because he didn't. And we still got a long way to go, man. I like his attitude. I like his energy. He feeling like he the man. I'm riding with him, dog. I feel I like all the energy he putting out there. But let's Absolutely. get the next, let's get the first guest on. Well, he go ahead. Hold on one second before we do that. Uh, you know, I, I think you know when we when we talk about Frank, just to talk about him a little bit more. You know, he is not far off from where he was at the end of last season in this game. You know, there's some mistakes that he made. There was that botched. You know, botched handoff, and there was the the weird pitch that, that he didn't make correctly. But, you know, compared to where he was at the end of last season, and I know that we hyped him up. Um, you know, I know a lot of people in the media did. I know that he, you know, people were talking about him to be a dark horse for the Heisen Trophy. You know, I think we did a decent job of tempering expectations to say, hey, this guy's not going to necessarily be a world beater, but he's going to be a guy that can consistently get – you know, 200, uh, 275 yards per game. He's going to probably not turn the ball over that often. And I, you know, I think, you know, it's tough to say after a game where he was responsible for three turnovers, you know, but I don't think that he's a guy that's going to turn over the ball, you know, often, you know, as we progress in the season. And I thought he did a lot of, you know, big plays that show a lot of market improvement from even where he was, you know, last year. So he's never going to be the guy that's going to, you know, be your next Danny Werfel. He's not going to be Tim Tebow. He's not going to be Chris Leak even. He's going to be your guy that's consistent. I, you know, I think that, he, you know, he showed a lot that he can still build off of. So, you know, I want everybody to kind of, you know, relax. And, you know, if your expectations of, of Felipe Franks was that he was going to win the Heisman, you were you were trying to sell yourself a, uh, a bridge in Brooklyn. I think he's gonna have a real good season, man. And, uh, we're gonna keep this thing going. I don't know about the Heisman. We, I'm not, I don't care about any individual goals uh, for any of these guys. When they get on those little watch lists, I don't even retweet them because I don't care about those goals, bro. Like none of that matters to me. We need to win games and, and get to the SEC championship and go from there, bro. But we got to get my man James Bates on this thing, man. A Gator great, fan favorite. Let's do some ghost stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely, and James yeah, Bates. Baby. James Bates is uh, is coming to you with a new sponsor that we have this week, boys. It's uh, it's South Georgia Pecan Company, which I, I guess I have to ask you guys. You guys pronounce it <coughs> pecan or pecan? I say pecan. All right. Pecan, bro. 
All right, hey, that's three I, I, good people. I think, I think serial killers say pecan, bro. That's, now, hey, that's exactly that, right. Bro. That's exactly right. <laughs> so South Georgia Pecan Company uh, operated for 90 years out of Valdosta, Georgia. So we'll have to send Annie over there to get us some gifts. Uh, they're going to handle all your pecan needs if you need. Uh, they specialize in everything from truckload bulk volume all the way down to fundraising gifts. Uh, you can reach them at 800-732-2646. Uh, and so they do... Uh, South Georgia Pecan Gift Shop does your pecan hats, your pieces uh, roasted, salted, chocolate covered, almonds, cashews, walnuts, Brazil nuts, bridge mix, spicy mix, anything that you can ever imagine. So reach out to them. Again, South Georgia Pecan Company in Valdosta. That's 800-732-2646. Let's get James Bates on here, baby. Sound like some nutritional munchie material right there, Dan. <laughs> oh, shoot. She asked for uh, everybody's oh. address, so we need to get that uh, so we can get some free Yeah, samples. for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that just made me smile big, too. <laughs> That's right, Cam. Hey, Silk, by the way, we off air. We off air? Hey, guess what my How's my favorite dreadnought? Oh, what up, man? What's going on, man? <laughs> Who's my favorite dreadnought? <laughs> I'm your favorite dreadnought. <laughs> What's yes, up, man? you are. What's going yes, on? Yes, you are. What's up? What's going on? What's up, guys? We hanging out, man. We're reviewing the game, talking some Gator football, and, and it's Miami win. How you feel about it? Well... Want to know? It, it looks pretty good, man. But dang, gosh, that was rough. That was rough. I just wish uh, we, I wish we would have tackled better defensively. Go. My go. goodness, I mean, what is that? <laughs> like, do, you know, hey, hey, base. How do you? How do you think? We should, how how do we fix that? Do we do we do we run more scrimmages? Do we do more tackling drills? What? what how do you think that we can fix that? I mean, all I know is. I think Grantham is. I, I like him. I, I think he's aggressive. I think he's fiery. He takes yeah. chances, you know. But the thing they, but you know, I mean, it's it's not always up to him if we're bringing guys down to the ground, whatever. But dude, I mean, it just showed that we haven't done a lot of full go hitting because, you know, I mean, it's they they don't want to get anyone hurt or, you know. But but it doesn't look like we've done a lot of. I mean, it was play after play after play, guy after guy after guy. It just nobody nobody's wrapping up ever. Yeah, well, we kind of knew behind the scenes that it wasn't going to be a physical camp because of injury purposes, and we were a fan. And I think you've seen that 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 kind of manifest itself during the game. Like guys just wasn't wrapping up and bringing guys down. I don't think we had a very physical camp. And to it, to me, it just came off as a preseason game. A quick question, James. How do you feel about uh, just being a little bickering about Felipe Franks' antics off the field, uh, like in between snaps or out on the sidelines? How do you feel about that? So, are we on now, or what's? What, or, yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. We're on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like I don't know. To, to be to be honest, it just it, it felt like it was. Like it was kind of forced, you know. Like I, I, man, I, I want, I want every Gator, everybody that puts on that orange and blue. I want them to have the best experience. I want everything to be positive. I want them to to do well. But you know, if you are who you are, 
and do what you do. And, you know, and, and he's made these strides, but I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, you know, you're going to have your, your, your good plays and your bad plays. And he made some, he made some great throws and, you know, and, and made a few that, that, that make you wonder at the same time. But I just, just, it just didn't feel like a lot of the celebration was natural. You know, I mean, like more so than a couple of the bad plays. That's what kind of fake juice. Rubs, you know, it just if you're if you're a guy that's a raw raw guy, like you know, I mean, Ahmad, you're around Tim too. I, I honestly it, think that's French, yeah. though. I just think he comes off a little like he's going to try cheesy, and like yeah. it seems that way. But I think that's how he is. That's just even when he's just like dancing and doing like regular stuff, it comes off a little cheesy and like. Force, but I think I he's think just, he's a goofy guy. That's it. He's just goofy, yeah. so it comes off a, a little cheesy. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, and the thing is, you know, I I'm not around him all the time, and you guys, you guys are around the team a little bit more than I am, or a lot more than I am. And and if if that's the case, that's the case. And you know, it's not everybody can be a natural celebrator. I'd rather somebody go win a football game than. And hey, this guy's got it real. He's got it all there. He's got to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Just keep winning football games and finding out ways to win, and you can you can do it however you want to. But and and you know, I mean, let's take that a step further. Like, who are, and maybe you guys can answer this: offense, defense, special teams. Who are the leaders? Who are the alphas? Who are mm-hmm. you know? Who are these guys? Because Ahmad, again, you were you were on teams that had just a, a plethora i mean there were there were too many leaders but but it all worked and we yeah. had a lot of great leaders on those teams that i played on like and and maybe you guys can tell me that like who are the leaders to kind of fix a few of these things here in these next couple weeks uh and it's a good problem to have i mean we're one and oh against the miami team that's only going to get better they're only going to they're going to continue to yeah. play hard for man diaz and everybody should have known that they're going to play their tails off for a guy the last couple of years, you know, their offense was 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 really really bad. But the godfather of the turnover chain, he had that defense balling. He had him make creating turnovers. He had him making big plays as much as anybody in the country. So it shouldn't have surprised anybody that they played hard. They got some growing up to do too. But so we're one and zero, and that's a great thing. But like to make sure that we correct a few of these little things, who are the players on the team that not just the coaches that are going to make sure it changes. Yeah, that's that's a question that I have, Bates. I, I, I don't know who the answer is either. Uh, you know, I think that that's a, probably a couple of uh, years away before you have recruited and built a lot of these leaders. I mean, you think about some of these guys, a lot of them committed to Florida when they were four and eight. You know, some of them committed when Florida's four and seven. You know, some of them are, are guys that have lost quite a bit in their career. So they're trying to rebuild that, right? And, you know, last year was a good year for them. You know, and last year is when they really started to look like they were having fun and winning. So, um, you know, I don't know. I think that that's tough, but I think it's going to take a few years of either that sustained winning or you're going to need some some bulldogs like a Tebow, Spikes, and a mod. You know, some of these right. that people are going to rally behind. But it seems like a lot I, of players I, did rally behind uh, Franks after the uh, after the game, especially on social media. Yeah, and I also think Greener is, is a guy on defense that's 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 a big time leader as well. I've seen guys kind of gravitating around him. He led he leads on the field and off. Uh, with the things he say, say in his play. So I think he's one of those guys. But 
we'll see as a player. What's your opinion on Ventura? I think I thought he had a big game. I thought he looked real good out there. Yeah, yeah, 50, 51. 51 looked great. Base, what do you think about 51 out there? Man, 51 and, and Grenard, like those guys – they get after it, man. They're, they're hungry. It's just, you know, as a whole defensively, uh, they're moving around, they're flying around, uh, a few times flying around a little too late, but I just, uh, just, just the little things that the blocking and, and the tackling, and the wrapping up, it's, you know, there, there are some leagues where, where they don't do much wrapping up, but you gotta, you gotta wrap up if you want to beat some of these teams in the SEC, you know, there's, the Alabamas and, and the Georgias, you know, and, and, and Miami, you know, tried to, to come downhill and get physical. And it's there's it's not moved on to where it's all just kind of uh, smoke and mirrors and, and, and flashing around in the SEC. I mean, there's some there's some old school throwback football where you just got to kind of get your nose bloodied a little bit. And, and we're going to meet those teams time and time again uh, this year where we've got to wrap up and bring guys to the ground as a whole defensively and you know one thing too that that stood out to me is that i think the sign of a, of a good uh, a good uh, you know a a well-coached football team and, and, and a good head coach and, and assistance when you've got your guys hungry on special teams when you've got when you've got starters when you've got playmakers that are hungry on special teams and that stood out you know guys like uh, tyree cleveland down the field blocking and, and holding for sure. blocks for that long. Sure. When you see that, that that to me is a great sign because they they bought in. Like they don't they don't care. Hey, I'm not I'm not the guy that's that's scoring the, the 70 yard touchdown right now, but I'm contributing however I can get on the field. And you don't see that enough anymore in college football. You see guys that like, oh I was told I was going to start. I'm not going to start. I'm out of here. And you don't see any more like guys like, hey, special teams, If that is that how I'm going to get on the field my freshman year? Show me. How do I do it? Show me, you know, what do I need to do? And so older guys leading by example, that's great. And that says a lot about Dan Mullen, and it says a lot about his coaching staff when he's got his guys believing that they've got to just do whatever they can to contribute in that phase. Hey, Bates. Why do you think, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, probably anticipated that Miami would do a lot of these, you know, swing passes and screen passes with, you know, three new, uh, you know, a couple new freshmen and a, a lot of, you know, new players on their offensive line and then a new quarterback. You know, why do you think that Florida really struggled to contain the screen pass in the uh, in the first half? Is that something that you think that they maybe didn't anticipate or was there, were they just, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I mean, I think they, they should have anticipated that. And, and I think that they had plenty of time to, to prepare for a whole lot of that. But it's just, you know, they've, they've, got, they've got athletes. They've got guys that can make you miss. And you've you got to – it's not easy to – I wasn't a great tackler. I made a lot of tackles, but I wasn't a great tackler in space. You know, I mean, that's one of the toughest things to do in all sports is to – it's to tackle somebody in, in, in an open field. And, and they've got guys that their offensive line may, may have some trouble here and there, but when you get down to it, uh, they've got playmakers that can get you out in space. And if you don't practice bringing guys down to the ground when, when it, it's full speed, because, you know, it's, we've, we've had some, probably some, what we thought were full speed practices, but how many times are you bringing down Tony? How many times are you 
are you using your offensive players to give our defense a great look where they can bring them down? You don't because you don't want to get your offensive guys hurt or your defensive guys hurt. That's why if, Hey, Ahmad, you're young enough. What you need to go do a virtual reality tackling machine. Just go invent it. You were in my class and you're a very bright young man. I think you were voted uh, brightest in class. Oh. Uh, just like we need like a virtual reality <laughs> tackling machine. That's so about, annoying, think bro. That'll be that'll be dope. That'll be dope. I, I, although I wasn't the brightest one in your class, but that that was nice of you to say. But thanks. <laughs> Well, you're in my top 50. You're in my top 50 of all my all right, I'll take that. Apparently, I'm, I'm not smart enough to be a real teacher or so myself now, but whatever. That's what they, that's what they say on social media. <laughs> well, I, I don't feel sorry for you about that shit. You like to pick those fights on Twitter. You're on your own there, dude. I'm like, I'm like, Ahmad, man, just go to sleep. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, Bates, we... Uh... Everybody wants to know what was your thought when you saw uh, Spurrier's face when he threw uh, when Frank's interception in the fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was. I think that's what every. It's it's funny because the the reason that it resonated with everybody is just because it was just so perfect. It was as it was what everybody was thinking. But nobody could think it and and act it out as perfectly as as he could with no words, you know. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's it's him in a nutshell. And and I'm he's not a guy that shoot. He he loves his Gators as much as anybody out there. So he's not going to throw his hands up and 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 make a big scene. But you can't help but just kind of shake your head. It just gosh, we're so close. And and then that was just the beginning of of really what seemed like just trying to kind of give it away for time and time again i just i'm just glad that we were able to kind of roll through it all but uh but i think it's it, it was it was extra funny because that's exactly the way all of us felt um the head ball coach just he did it best for us it was just, it was a, a non-verbal well you know just, hey, every time i, I see coach Spurry, i just think of some of the stories you told us you might you might have to tell oh, us a story man. before you get off so you have to you have to you, you, got, gotta, you gotta so be prepared all right well, and you know, it's I I'm always prepared to tell a head ball coach story, so you you won't have to beg. But I uh, I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you what was what would have been on his mind had he been coaching and and had uh had he had to answer some questions at the end, he would have definitely given one of those. Shoot, it's it's not their fault; it's our fault for putting them in there. You know, he used to always give us that when things weren't going yeah. going the best. But, you know. He, 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 hey, look! He always looked like he, he disappointed in some shit, though. Like God damn, because oh, yeah. you scored because you scored thirty points. Well, that that shit don't matter because we were supposed to score fifty. So, right, <laughs> right. Hey, it, babe, it so definitely, wanna... it definitely would have been one of those uh, post game press conferences where he would have said, "Well, we're not very good right now. Shoot, we're lucky. We're lucky to win that game. Well, there's no way we we shouldn't win that game. But it's not their fault. It's our fault for putting them in there." That's you know that would have been just to kind of try to motivate everyone. Also, uh, that's that 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 line about that's our fault for putting him in there. That's definitely how I feel about the safety play, bro. I'm not gonna lie, bro. But but so another thing, I know everybody keeps talking about tackling. Um, I don't think we addressed this uh um yet as on the show. Uh, one thing that I noticed that we were not doing in the game was uh containing the ball. 
Uh, we did we did a terrible job at contain, putting a container on our defense. Every time they ran that power and that guard pull base, I swear to God, he, he swallowed whoever was the contain guy, and they got around the edge every single time. We got to do a better job at uh, at, at uh, keeping our outside arm free um, and, and taking on that block and, and making the ball cut back. How do you feel about that? Did you guys see that as well? Well, I mean, again, it goes back to being a physical, physical football team and it goes back to hey it's one thing to see it on tape it's one thing to see it in in walkthrough and and in in practice however you're going about it in recognizing you know those those big 300 plus pounders they're not pulling them for no reason at all they're not pulling them for smoke screen they're pulling those guys to lead the way and when and 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 the more and more comfortable you get it, it really wasn't until like my junior year in college that I really felt like, Oh man, this is easy. You know, you see these guys at LSU, these big corn fed, you know, big country boys and they're here they come. And, and one of my favorite things about football and I like, I'll like calling games uh, in the ACC now as as an analyst, like I get so excited and, and people are like, why is this guy all fired up? It was a two yard game. Like when I see a defensive player, read that big puller and just go light him up because that's, that's, the best. that's the only way to really negate him. It's like before he gets his shoulders turned on you and before he gets square on you and he can use his strength, which is he's a lot stronger. And before he can use all that, all that weight, which he's a lot heavier. If you go and you hit him right in the face, he's done and you blow it up. It's right. penetration. You blow it up. But again, it's just, being physical and it's i don't know i don't know how they're taught now because you don't you're not taught to lead with your head and and you know and i grew up in a football with my dad as a football coach and i mean and that was and i think i i pay for it now because i get kind of cloudy every now and then but it's like you know he's like lead with you're going to lead with the crown of your head and you're going to like you're going to light him up and that was that was my equalizer if maybe i wasn't as quick or as fast as some of these guys, but like I had a hard head and I like to use my head and not just like in, in taking on like full backs and stuff like that blocking, but some of those big pullers, when you recognize the pull, it's one thing to react and, and to go put yourself in position, but it's another thing to just go blow it up because he's pulling for a reason and you go blow him up and you've blown up the entire play. And that's kind of just like the tackling, like we talked about, it's just being more physical and I think it starts with reps in practice. Bates. Hey man, yep. I think you got the fly. I think you got the flies hat that's orange and blue. That's probably in in, in the whole world right now, man. What I got to do? I think, I think everybody wants Bates hats. I think they freaking back when they have fire. Like everybody, everybody who who knows Bates hats wants Bates hats. All right. I'm pretty proud of those hats. Thanks, guys. How sweet are they? If I can say so myself. And, and you know the guys, the guys that uh, the guys that made it at Dome Hats, they're Gators too. They they kick for the Gators, so uh, so it's Gators through Word. and through. We need to do some sort oh, yeah. of stadium and Gale partnership with you, Bates. For sure. Yeah, I shoot, the other day. Uh, hey, Silk Man, you are you from? Where are you from? Are you from? Uh, aren't you from? The muck? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Belgrade. Okay, that's what I thought, man. I, I ordered the other day uh 
Reedell uh, retweeted a guy that had some cool Muck City shirts, and uh, yeah. I ordered one of those. So, yeah, that was kind of cool, man, with the jackrabbit uh, on it. That's always been so fascinating to me. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, was I definitely. Seen, I seen those on the. I, I seen those. Somebody um had added me in, in, in into that that tweet. I, I, Friday was Saturday was a, a wild day. Until you just said, I just remembered it now that you said that. But Friday and Saturday, I was in Orlando having the ball, so I wasn't like <laughs> paying any attention to yeah. it. But I gotta go check that out. I didn't see that gear before. I gotta go check that out. Good plug, yeah, there, man. There you go. <laughs> hey, Bates, we had uh, we had Josh Evans on last week, who played uh, with Spurrier in the AAF, um, and I'm sure you saw that Spurrier got a ring. Does it surprise you that he didn't get any of the other players' rings, and he only got himself a ring? Oh. Is that really? I didn't realize that. Oh, uh, you didn't hear about oh, that. He the only one that no, got a ring. He the only one got a ring. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, I mean, he's, he's proud of that. A- anybody that comes around, I, I think uh, Chris Fowler sent out a tweet. He's like, "Yeah, he reminded me that that they were uh they were the best team. He ended up up on top." Um. You know, I mean, he uh, he likes to he likes to make sure that that he celebrates the right way. He's you know he he, he puts in the work and and he's 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 not going to let people forget it. That's what's beautiful about him, man. And that's what you know you hear it so many times. Oh, this guy he won't let you beat him at anything. He's very competitive. So many people say that about about guys every now and then. But like that's uh, it's. It's fact with with Spurrier. I mean, he is always he's he's one of the most fierce competitors I've ever been around, and and when the, the beauty of it all is, is it's not over when he does win it. He lets you hear it over and over and over. Just ask those Tennessee boys for so many years. Yeah, yeah I think a, my favorite. I think my favorite Spurrier quote was when he talked about uh, Auburn's library burning. That. Yeah, it's a shame yeah. that all those books left. <laughs> uh, Bates, oh, what man. do you? Uh, we obviously know that you you have your artwork and everything else. What do you? Uh, what else are you doing? And and where can people find your stuff and all that? Well, thanks. Well, I'm I'm teaching uh, teaching a class. This is my sixth semester, um, and uh, I guess last fall is when I uh, I was lucky enough to have have a young Ahmad Black in my class uh, <laughs> trying to finish up and, and graduate. And that was that class that he was in was was one of fun. my favorite classes. That was a good class. And and we just, it's a, a play by play on air talent class. And, you know, I mean, we, uh, for some people, it is just that they want to get into broadcasting. They want to be on TV, but for some people it's, it's really just like a public speaking class. And, and, uh, and we all, we get in there and we get better. And, uh, sometimes we have a little bit too much fun. We get the neighboring teacher that comes over and says, Hey, you guys need to keep it down over here. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of that. I just, uh, you know, the fact that, that I'm a professor at the university of Florida and, and that I can really help share just so many experiences with, uh, with all these students that are just so amazing. I just, gosh, it's the coolest thing in the world to me. And I was, just telling my class the other day as we start this new semester that, you know, I feel so lucky because I feel like I've got three dream jobs. I, I, as a professor, as an artist, and then as a broadcaster. And so I, I still call games, uh, an ACC schedule for uh, Fox sports South. And, uh, I'll start not this weekend, but next weekend at NC state 
And man, you know, I mean, of course you get a bunch of Gator fans are like, Oh, you got to call SEC or you got to call Gator games or you got to get out of the ACC. But that's just, that's nonsense because no matter what it is or where it is, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's kids living out dreams and, and, and I get paid to go call a football game. And that's just one of the coolest things in the world. And I, I could never, I could never badmouth anybody or hate on anybody. Uh, I don't know. I haven't had to call a Tennessee game yet, but uh, I have no problem calling Miami games and Florida oh, yeah. State games. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, I'm, I like Jim a lot. I'm ready for you to do Tennessee game. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. That, that, that'd be kind of tough, man. Uh, but, uh, but shoot, I'm, I'm kidding. They just, I just, it's, you know, it's, it's just a, uh, it's, it's a dream come true. It really is. And I know it's a, a dream job for so many people. And that's why, you know, one thing we always talked about in class of mod is like, if I flip on the TV and I see you calling a game and that's, that's what your profession is. Now you better ooze with, appreciation <laughs> and you know and, and be excited and have sure. some fun because sure. you know for sure i definitely learned a lot a lot in your class uh, one of the things that i did learn um in base class everyone um so the last time i had to go up in front of the class and speak um in basis class um he told me if i didn't speak and not move off the x that was on the floor then he would not pass me so so i had to so so i had to be still as, as still as possible because i'm always moving side to side or swaying or something you know and, and based told me if i moved if i moved off the x then i wasn't gonna pass and i needed i needed yeah. to, you know, i needed that that grade to pass so yeah well the, uh, you know the, that that camera that big camera's on a tripod and it can't dance with you if you're up there dancing <laughs> one thing i learned about him <laughs> is he likes to wear he likes to wear all black he would always come to class dressed as a ninja <laughs> yep. it, hey Ahmad, hey Ahmad, you remember you remember that one time when you got up there and did a stand up in front of the class and it sucked and then we gave you a parent tunnel I was having a rough day. I was having a rough day and I got up and I didn't have like zero juice. I had no juice at all. And uh, it, 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 I, I'm not going to lie. I sucked bad that day. And uh, basically in the class made a parent tunnel for me. So I ran out of the class, you know, came back around the corner, ran through underneath the parent tunnel and I killed that shit. So you did, you killed it. We, are proud of you. Say we are proud of you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey did you guys have like orange slices and Capri Sun waiting for Ahmad too? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Took him to Dairy Queen after he wanted the whole deal, man. <laughs> All right, Basie, man. Well, thanks I love it. I love for it. To hanging out on Stadium Miguel with us, man. We really appreciate you. Uh, anytime, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Big shout out to our guy Jackson Raymer, who you know he always listens. He's For out sure. in Yuma oh, yeah. now, Ahmad. He got a job out in Yuma, Arizona. Okay. And, uh, and everyone okay, else I in saw. the class, and yeah, and and uh, you guys, uh, that B, the number eight S Y paint. So it's kind of like Batesy Paint is how it reads. dot com for those hats that are so so cool. Yeah, I definitely got to order one of those for sure. Hey, we're gonna order a couple of those. All right, and then guys, let us know whenever we can on. do a Stadium and Gale collection for you. Ah, oh, that'd be nice. We'll do it. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. And we appreciate right. it. Bye now. Bates is a good dude, man. Hey, Bob, while we're uh, while we're trying to figure out our next guest, 
Uh, we're going to do our deep dive segment for you. We're going to, we're going to throw it a little bit out of order here. Uh, okay. As always, um, you know, our deep dive segment comes from our boy, Sean Gibson uh, over at uh, Gibson dive and detail specializing in hull cleaning, boat cleaning, all that fun stuff. Now that uh, us folks down in Miami don't have a national championship to worry about, I'm sure they're going to get on their boats a little bit more often. Uh, when they're doing that, they can uh, they can reach out to uh, to Sean down there in Broward, uh, Miami Dade, and Palm Beach County. Uh, so you can reach out to him, Sean Gibson again, three five two five one four one four eight six. Um, top of the line cleaning. Sean's an awesome dude, so we're uh, we're proud to have him sponsor the show. So, Ahmad, the the question this week again, the question came from uh, from our brothers over at uh, at Patreon. And if you have some questions about how to get onto a Patreon, let us know. Uh, but this is the question it comes from Russell. It says, uh, outside of the specialist, uh, so the kicker, how is it decided who plays? on special teams uh, initially do the coaches approach the players and ask them or do the players volunteer uh, is the player able to refuse a uh, coach and decide not to be on the unit i'm gonna assume that answer is they sh- they could but they probably shouldn't so uh how's it decided who plays on special teams um it's, it's, i mean listen you come to a, you come to a team you get on the team you're trying to make the team if you're ready to play like you say you are and you're gonna buy in then you're going to play special teams. It shouldn't be a question of, 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 you know, should we beg you to play special teams or, you know, uh, you know, somewhere that, you know, ask you, you're not asking you shit. If you don't want to play, get your ass off the team. But if you, if, if we feel like that's going to better our team, then let's play, play special teams. All right. Well, all right. Let me ask you, let me ask you a follow-up question. This isn't his follow-up question. So how do they determine who's going to be on uh, the special team. So what are the 11 players that are on the team? So 10 other people besides the kicker or the punter, uh, let's just assume it's kickoff. So how do you determine who those 10 are? Are they going to be linebackers, now, wide so receivers, w- running backs? W- how are you going to outfit well, that? When we were at Florida, we put the fastest guys on the field every single time. I, you notice all the old pump block film, films and, and uh, tapes with Urban, you'll never see me on pump block because I damn sure it wasn't fast enough to be on pump block. Um, so, uh, we put the fastest guys on the field and you, you can, you can dip in and get, get your, your shoulder low and your, uh, you know, your, your chest low enough to where the guys can't block you on the punt block and you, you got speed, you going in there to block some punts. All right. And then, I mean, so, it's also good too. Go I mean, I mean, some of those guys want to play, should want to play special teams anyway, just to make the league. I mean, you want to know how to do that stuff because yeah, I mean, everybody's not like, going to be a starter in the NFL. Some guys just need to be able to play special teams. So you got that on film and that's something you could do. That's more more reason for you to make a roster. Yeah, but you, level. you never you never you never know because you know say say you know it's, it's a it's a few Patrick Chung for example. I know it's a bad example because you know everything that happened you know the other day or whatever um or whatnot. But he started out blocking punts and shit. Think he he started out special teams with the Patriots. And, and Patrick Chung. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, he started out. He started out blocking. Yeah, he started. You know, mm-hmm. with all due respect to, to Patrick Chung, he started mm-hmm. out. You know, doing blocking punts. So you know, uh, I know. Uh, I mean, I can go down a list of guys. Reggie Nelson. Um, I started out on special teams. Um, a lot of guys that that started out on special teams who who really just didn't come out and play. Um, right out, at first at, at Florida, uh, Lewis Murphy. David Nelson, I can go down the line. When we lost the mm-hmm. when we lost the Ole Miss, uh, David Nelson went up to the coach's office and said, "Hey, coach, what I need to do to get to get more playing time? I mm-hmm. want to be on special teams." 
that's how you start. That's how you get on the field. Now they know they can trust you on the field. Because if I ain't putting you in the game, I don't know if I can trust you. If I trust you to run down this hill on this kickoff, find find what 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 the returner's butt butt is, because that's where the ball going, right? You 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 stick him and get around him. Boom! You stack them and go make the play. I know I can trust you. Now I can put you on offense. Now I can put you on defense. Hey, and big shout out to uh, to Van Jefferson and Tyra Cleveland, who are both seniors that you know made two huge special teams. That's amazing. Uh, That's yeah, amazing. I mean, I mean, those are two guys that bought into the uh, into the program. And, and shout out to uh, Tori said it uh, on uh, the uh, the Gator Country podcast. And I got to do a shameless plug for my boys over there. Uh, you know, he said that that's something that uh, you know he thinks Van Jefferson's dad probably told him hey if you're you know obviously van jefferson has a good skill set he could potentially make an nfl roster but if you want to be sure that you're gonna make that nfl roster and you can play damn good special teams your chance is just maximized incredibly absolutely let's get some let's get uh um hold hold on one second so just because we're in this segment uh sean gibson actually texted me when we were in this segment so i want to ask you guys another unrelated question so um, we didn't really talk too much about this. Uh, we talked a little bit about them, these guys individually. Uh, he said, what are the chances of Bernie moving to star Dean moving to safety with how good Ventro Miller played uh, and how suspect the safety was other than Sean Davis. You guys think that a, a move like that happens against Bernie to star and then Dean to safety. I, I mean, I can see that happening. I just, I don't like how people are just overreacting off of one game. Like, it's our first game. You give us a you know two games or something, and just let us get another extra week of practice under our belts in about mm-hmm. a week, man, and, and and game plan another team. Then uh, you know the next team we play and, and go go from there. I think we just overreacted yeah, and, off this first game and we we trying to pull hey, guns. Know, it's, it's it's funny that you said that. I wrote an article and it even said you know this is the first time uh, the Gators played a Power Five team and won the first game of the year since 1992 when they played Kentucky. So Gator fans aren't used to this first game. Uh, they're definitely not used to this Power 5 first game. So, uh, like you said, I think I think relaxing. Silk, you, uh, you have a, an answer for that? Yeah. Um, I think they almost got to, like, at least, like, get Bernie some looks back there. I, I, at this point, I think Taylor is just, like, he takes a lot of bad angles, man, and it they, they, they could cost you a game. You're the last line of defense. So I think they need to do it the best they can, especially the, the amount of blitzing and, and stuff that Grantham does. Safety is a very important position, bro, and, and they blew some bad angles. We'll see once Stewart gets back, how he looks. But I would not mind having um, – I like Dean at the start, though. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm good with Dean at the start. I wouldn't mind seeing Bernie get some looks back there at safety the way Ventura played. Um, he's just a versatile guy. Um, I don't know. But I, I damn, I damn sure think we need to say, change something up at safety. I, I, I agree with Black. It's the first game, but I seen a lot of that from those guys all last year. So it's kind of hard to. Hey, you trust think anything changes? You think anything changes when Stewart comes back? If Stewart I, comes I, back, I, yeah. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> he does come back, I, he's the most talented guy back there. So I, I think he, he has to get the nod. You just need for somebody that's going for sure just be assignment. And football and just tackle somebody at this point, bro. That's the that's the mo- my most concern. Well, I guess we'll see. Right like yeah, yeah. Well, we, they've got they've got Tennessee Martin another week of practice. Well, a week of practice Tennessee Martin a week of 
actually try to figure it out a little bit. And then if not, you know, I trust, trust Grant to, uh, to make that, uh, to make that change. I mean, he's going to choose, you know, the best 11 guys on that, that team. So, so we'll see. All right, man. We got a big guest, man. My man, Yo, Bob, I'm here. Yeah, let's, let's get it. Yeah, man. I'm, hey, I, just got, I, I just got a little lit, bro. Let's hey, wake your ass up, man. Wake your ass up. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> man. Hey, you know who saying? we got? Who we got get coming on, man? And, man, hey, we, 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 hey. we got a 5 six, one goat coming on here. Is it? Hello, 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 hello. All right, so, so what y'all want to do first? Who y'all, y'all want to do? Y'all do? Let's do Frankie first and then uh, Elo. Oh, we got two. We got two, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get Frank on this thing, red, man. Red light. Hot, hot light. Yeah, boys up now. I don't want your ass up. I don't put the thing on yeah. me. Yeah. Let's you go. Hot shit. light hamming. Hot light hamming. Hey, and I'm going to say this to my podcast. I want everybody to know that I invented his brother, Hot Sauce. I invented that nickname. So I know Nick Delatore likes to take credit for it. I ain't having this. My podcast. This is me. Saying that I created Twitter receipts and all. Frank, <laughs> right, right. what it do, baby? What it do, baby? <laughs> What's up, Frank? So I got my boy uh, Silk on here, man. I got my boy Dan. Um, you know, these, we, we us three run the podcast. Man. We just hanging out, man. Thanks for coming. What's going on with you, Frankie? Never much, man. I'm the truth. Hey, man, I'm kicking it. I'm hanging, man. Hey, I know you're proud of little bro, man. Ooh. How you yeah, felt man. when he when he took them boys uh, uh uh up top like that? How how you felt, man? Man, me and my parents was in the stands going crazy. Oh, uh, the way he came off the ball and just ran right by him and then stacked him, uh, it w- was phenomenal. It was almost textbook. Um, tell us tell us what about your brother's game so far that's that's impressed you the most? Just uh. I think it's just the reliability. You know what I mean? He's always there when he needs to be. You know what I mean? So I would say anything that he does, like he's not the fastest, like just top in, take the top off. He's not, you know what I mean? There's not really that sticks out about his game, but he's just good in all categories, which makes him like real versatile, I think, in my opinion. And that, and that, that no lie, that's similar to you. Uh, I know Frankie was a guy – um, that came in and, and and dropped very few passes. Uh, everybody was impressed about about how Frankie, you know, would attack the ball and go get the ball. Especially uh, me personally, I was impressed with your route running. Um, and you know, coming out of high school and how how uh, advanced you were with your route running. Uh, tell us about the game a little bit. What you thought about it? Uh, what could we do better? And, and what did you like um, from the game on Saturday? Ooh, man, it was a lot of ups and downs. Man, it was. The good, I think it was the good kind of versus the bad. But I think, like I said, at the end, the good outweighed the bad because we got the W. But like I said, I just, I think everybody on the, on, at least on the surface of things, is just cleaning up things on offense, defense, and kicking games. Just as a team, just cleaning up. But like I say, there was enough plays made for the good guys that we got the W. So, in my opinion, I think it's just those little things you just got to clean up. And like I said, it was the first game. Everybody, you know what I mean, robbed up and, you know what I mean, getting to it. So I think come the next yeah, game sure. round, I think that everything will get cleaned up, everything will get everybody get back in the routine and things. So I think it's just getting around. Because, you know, normally we usually play like, I don't, I don't know, like I think we got UT Martin next. Normally we'll play like a team like that first to kind of get yeah, up. Yeah, sure. 
So sure, it kind of sure. had Miami mm-hmm. out the gate. It's just, you know, what I mean, kind of just put us on a put us on game. So I think that I think that sets us up for the season because we already know what we need to work on and kind of just clean it up. And now it's like, come on now, like you know, what I mean, let's get to it. And I think, like I said, they're just gonna clean it up, and we should be rolling from here. I think got two weeks to get ready. Hey, Frankie, how does a uh, a group, you know, and you played at Florida when you guys had a really deep wide receiving core too, probably the best wide receiving core that Florida has had since the time that you played there is there now. How do, you know, these wide receivers that probably run five, six, seven deep stay uh, into the game or, or know when their number is going to get called when they have so many options on the field? And how do you stay, you know, intently focused on on your job? I think having that, I would say camaraderie and every, you know what I mean? Everybody's pretty much on the same level and you got, you know what I mean? Like I say, six, seven guys, maybe eight guys in the rotation. It's just taking advantage of the opportunity when it presents itself. So you don't know which play it may be. Yeah, they may have something designed to go to you, but like I say, it, on any given play, anything can happen. So unless it's a designated run play, you know, you know what I mean? He's going to hand it off outside of a situation like that. I think, Anything is liable to happen. With an arm like Frank's got, you know what I mean? You get 30 yards, 40 yards down the field. It's one of those situations where you, you better keep running because if that ball ain't come up yet and you ain't you ain't seen nothing, there's a right, chance it right. still can come up. So I think it's just taking advantage of the opportunity to present stuff and just being ready because the play can break down and you may be the last read or you may be the first read. And, you know what I mean? All of a sudden stuff breaks down and he comes back to you. And then, you know what I mean, it turns – a broken play into a 60-yard game. So I think with everybody like that playing at a high level and you don't know, you know what I mean, who's the go-to guy. We don't have that really like everybody's like pretty much on a level playing field. Like I said, it's just when that ball comes your way, hey, make something happen because, like I said, with that many guys in rotation, you may get out for a couple of plays, somebody else may come in. So it's just when that ball in the air, hey, take advantage of it. Hey Frankie, how'd you uh, how'd you end up at, at Florida? Uh, I know you're from is it Hallandale? Is that where you're from down there in South Florida? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how'd you uh, how'd you end up uh, at UF? What other schools were you looking at? And uh, tell us your story there. Uh, I mean, to make it simple, I mean, it pretty much came down to like a Florida and Miami situation. I mean, I think I had Boston College as well, but. I wasn't too fond of the cold as well as being too far from home. So um, I just weighed my options. And at the time, I think it really was the deciding factor was um, at the time, Florida, wherever my offense, it was a spread offense. So you keep three or four seasons on the field at the time. And Miami, I think, were running the traditional, you know, two receiver set, big tight end, run the ball down here. And, um, I just seen the more of an opportunity to get on the field as quick as possible. So it's just like two receivers on the field at a time, three to four receivers on the field at a time. I think I like my odds with the three to four receivers yeah, for on sure. the field for at sure. a time. So, you know what I mean? And it, it, it wasn't really a competition thing. Cause I mean, everybody, like I said, everybody's there or, you know what I mean? I don't know. Now it's more about like, oh, uh, who's in front of you, who's this and that. And that, that really didn't phase me. So it was just like, you go there and you, kind of your business you get on the field. So it was, for me, it was Florida all the way. Hey, hey you, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. 
you and you and your brother have both been coached by Billy Gonzalez. So talk to us a little bit about Billy G, his coaching style, that kind of stuff. Uh, Billy G is a great coach. And the thing I like about it, he's, he hasn't changed. So when he came back to Florida, it's still the, the little things that probably that take a while or there's like this one drill he does. It's, it's called five-point drill. And it's like when you first get there, everybody has a hard time doing it. You can tell the people who's been around him long enough because they know how to do that drill. And then you can tell the freshmen who just got there because they have a hard time doing it. And that's one drill I can tell if you're coached by Billy G. I think that's like his signature drill because when he first got there and made my brother and all of them do it, I was just like, whew, they got a long way to go before they – because that drill, I don't know, it's just something that just takes time and just you just repping it out over and over again. You just get better at it. And I think that's a drill that just – it it gets your feet right as a receiver. And um, that drill, I think, is universal. I mean, you can teach a, a seven-year-old to a six-year-old to, to that drill. And it's just a – I think it's a fundamental thing. And that's what I think they're – I think just what Billy G is all about is just the fundamental things. Because if you do that, follow your fundamentals and do what you've been taught. Nine times out of ten, good things are going to happen. So I think he's one of those coaches you just, you know what I mean, just stick to the script. Do what you've been told, and of course, use your God-given abilities that God has blessed you with. And like I said, good good things are happening if you just follow His lead. Hey Frank, tell us, tell us, you know, uh, what was your favorite team to play against as a Gator? Uh, what it means to be part of the Gator brand, the Gator Nation. What, what tell us about that? Uh, for me, the the game. I like the most is just Florida State because that's just a rivalry you can't get enough of. It comes at the end of the year. And yeah. I think I just, I just always look forward to it. Of course, we got those games in the middle of the year. I think LSU is probably one, but I think Florida State sticks out sticks out the most just because just I just really dislike them, really. So I think that that is uh, that's the game for me that I can see. I can look forward to every year. It never gets old. I don't care. We were twelve and zero. They want to know, and vice versa. I'm, I'm still. It's still. I'm looking forward to that game, and we'll see how it goes. And um, a part of being the Gator brand. I mean, not that I've graduated school. I think I appreciate it more, and I I see it more than when I was in school. Because it's just like, man, you know, you when you're in college, you kind of just put your head down and you're playing ball. For sure. And, you know For what sure. I mean? You got, you got your dreams and aspirations. And then, you know what I mean? Once you leave, the connections and the the people that represent the school outside of, you know what I mean, the university that you just meet. I mean, I, California, you can meet them everywhere. I mean, I played a game in London, and you'd be surprised at how far the, the Gator brand and just how far it stretches. So I think it's just, it's the best thing. I think being a part of Gator Nation and just being a part of the alumni, I think is where you really see what the school is all about and how it's just one big family. And, you know what I mean? The people you meet and you encounter just along, you know what I mean? The journey of life is just, you meet them. And they, I mean, they, like I said, they almost seem like family. It's just like, you went to Europe or I went to Europe. You know what I mean? Yeah. After you, yeah. It's like, like everyone get through the spill. It's just like, yeah, oh. for sure. For sure. It, it definitely, it's definitely a conversation starter. That's for sure. Sure. Hey, Frank, you, uh, you weren't, um, you were picked up as an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. 
uh, after you uh, after you graduated from UF. Talk to us about how you were how you thought you were able to make the uh, make the roster, end up having a, a couple year career in the NFL. Uh, what was that process like? And uh, and then tell us what you're up to. Uh, tell us what you're up to now. Uh, the process was was hard, man. Like I said, it's just one of those things you gotta put your head down, work hard, and take advantage of the opportunities. Because when you're when you're a free agent and you're trying to make that 53, the ops, the the reps are limited. Everything is just real. You're on a to me. I think you're just on a shorter leash, as I said. So there's less room for errors. You can't drop balls. You can't Emmy make no mistakes and that's what I did. I mean, like I say, when I was in college, had to take advantage of every opportunity that came away. So it was just that kind of that same mentality when I got to the league. So it was just like, what do you need me to do? Even outside of catching balls, you had to do special teams, like go play corner on punt return, something, you know what I mean? I really didn't do much of in college, but it was just like, hey, I got to figure it out. Y'all need me to play this? I'm going to do that. You need me to go do punt return? Cool. I need to run down on kickoff? Cool. You know what I mean? So yeah, the yeah. receiver stuff pretty much mm-hmm. took care of itself, but it was just all the extra stuff that you can do to make you valuable to a team, I think, helped me. And it's just even staying as long as I did. It's just like being available and being valuable. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they're going to have their go-to receivers that, you know what I mean, they pay the big bucks too. So it's just getting to that point where you can get into that rotation and then they pay the big bucks. But I think starting out, you kind of just got to climb the way up to the top. It's just just like anything else. Start at the bottom of the totem pole, you're in college. When you start off in high school, you start off in Pop Warner. It's like you're at the bottom and it's just you got to climb that ladder and just, just make your way up to the top. So it's just, just hit that reset button. You know what I mean? It's a new team, new situation. And you just, like I said, just kind of build yourself and build it, build your way back up. So that's, that's kind of mentality. And that's how I looked at it. I mean, it, it worked for me. And like I said, I, I got some years in and that's how I went about it. So, I mean, but as of right now, I'm, I'm currently afraid and trying to get back into the NFL. Uh, just waiting to scout this this season plays out, you know what I mean? I this earlier this year I was with the Orlando Apollo team in the AAF and um I got released from there and then, you know what I mean, that league kinda went down the drain itself. But uh as of right now, yeah. Just just trying to stay in shape and see how the season goes for me or if I get or not. Hey Frank, what you up to these days, man? What you say? My bad, I'm horse, bro. It's a long weekend, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what, "What you up to these days, man?" I'm, I'm, I'm in Gainesville. Like I say, I'm, I'm training. I'm trying to to get back into the league. I'm just like I said, oh, okay. I'm trying to see how this season plays out for me. So, okay, we were just talking about a model a bit here and there. Yeah, we were just talking about some uh-huh. special teams. Talk earlier with Van Jefferson uh, and, and Tyree Cleveland playing special teams and how important that is to make NFL rosters and whatnot. You recommend that for the younger guys that's on the team is for special teams? For, for sure. But I think for those two guys, they, they are the – for them to be doing that, I think that's the smartest decision they could have made as a senior is to is to be on punt. <laughs> yeah, both those guys made some big plays. Hey, guys, I, I, I don't – 
I don't I don't know if I if I mentioned this to before to you guys, but um, you know, at, at Florida with Urban Meyer, punt team was everything. They they ate first. Um, they were front the front of lines. They got you know they got praised the most. Um, everything was about special teams with Urban. What's your, hey Frankie? What's your best moment as a Gator man? Before we get you off of here, uh, I would say just scoring my first touchdown. Um, it was in '09. We played FIU. Uh, I think we were already up a few touchdowns anyway. But I think just getting that first one and getting into that end zone is just a. I literally came. I can remember the play. I can remember when they called it. It was just like it's coming to you. So. <laughs> You better make something happen. It was just like literally like a slant and go. And once I like ran the slant, and I seen the DB take a few steps, and I was like, "Oh, I got him!" <laughs> and make it happen. And uh, yeah, scored my first touchdown. So I think that's my most memorable moment is just getting my very first one. Uh, all right, well, well, Frank Dog, man, we appreciate you, man. You know, I love you like a brother, man. You do a lot for me. Yeah, man. Um, no problem. Every time I call you, you know, I, I'm sorry. You know, I be calling you last minute on stuff, but uh, Frankie don't nah, never complain. Cool. He, he never complain. He not one time told me, Ma, like, you know, I can't do some shit. So um, yeah. I really appreciate you. I know Dan and Silk, um, they can speak as well. Um, we really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us today. Yeah, man, for sure, man. If you want me on again, just let me know. <laughs> Will do, man. Hey, tell Hey, tell little bro to keep that stick no, no, on no, his man. hands. Oh, yeah, I got you. Because that's it. Sticky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Peace. Have a good night. All right, man. Y'all too. Nah, that was fun, bro. I, I like the way I like the way this show is going, man. Uh, let's get let's get into some more. Let's get into some more Gator football. Who we got, Black? Oh man. Oh man. You know, I, we was talking about this on the sideline. I I kind of kind of put him to the side and whispered it, man. And you know, you know, with all due respect to Will Hill, I love Will Hill. Um, he was a great player, a uh, great teammate, uh, one of the most athletic dudes I ever seen in my life. Um, uh, but you know, I whispered uh, my boy Elo, man. I, I I say, Matt, what if them people would have put me and you on the field at the same time? I, I would I would have even let you play strong safety, and I would have just rolled the back end. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it been crazy, dog. It would have been crazy out there. Me, me, Matt, Elam, and Janoris Jenkins in the back end with you know with Jeremy Brown and Moses and one of those guys to come in and fill in that fourth spot. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been killer, man. That would have been some real, some real head knocking. But okay, some, yeah, we, I think I think our Joker package or, or whatever we had a package where uh, we put Matt Elam in at, at like kind of like the star position with me and Matt and Will Hill. So that was kind of dope too. So, but we didn't do it, all, you know, every play. All that sounds amazing, but can we get him on here, bro? Hey, man, call him up, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, dog. <laughs> this week's Gator Goat is Matt Elam, and is brought to you by Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need, insured from the Panhandle to the Keys, my man Greg got you. Boats, airplanes. <laughs> RVs, cars, homes, any insurance you need, my man Greg can take care of you. You got some SR22 issues, my man Greg can put you in the game and get you back on the road. That's right. Let's get Matt Elam on this thing, man. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. First time on the show, we got a 5'6'1 goat, a legend himself, 
a Dwyer football legend, uh, a Rivera legend, uh, a Gator legend, Mr. Knight Knight himself from the LSU game, Matt Elam. What's going on, baby? How you doing, man? What's good with it? Yo. Hanging out, dog. I've got a legend on this thing. I got excited when my dog came on. What's up? What's up? Oh yeah, I had to. I had to join the goats, man. I appreciate it. We appreciate Already, it. man. I appreciate you so, calling me a goat. And <laughs> 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 hey, Matt, so uh, so t- so tell us your thoughts about the game on Saturday. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the Miami fans talking that stupid shit. Um, talking about they gave us the game and whatnot, and uh. You know, you know all this other bullshit. Tell us what your what your thoughts are on the game and, and what the Gators did good and and what they can improve on. Uh, like I, I don't know, I don't know how we got in the game. I feel like we we kept them in the game. You know what I'm saying? We Come kept on, them in man. the game. That game, that game ain't sure. supposed to be close. That game was supposed to be close, but I just feel like man, that was it was a good environment. I feel like that's one reason why these kids come to uh, Florida, Miami. You know what I'm saying for games like this. I mean, if you want blowouts, you go out west. You know what I'm saying? But nah, man, it was it was a good game, man. I feel like we did a lot of good things. We got a lot of things to learn from. You know what I'm saying? To get, sometimes, sometimes you want to open up with the with the with the smaller schools to see what you really got. But I feel like that was a good test for us. Right. You know what I'm saying right. the guys, a good challenge for the guys, so they can really know what they got to do to uh, you know what I'm saying win close football games. So I feel like it was good for us, man. And um. Uh, so the guys, they they fought hard and they played and they they know how good they can be, you know what I'm saying? They, sure. they didn't give up, you know what I'm saying? They stayed together, they didn't give up, you know what I'm saying? They all stayed together on every stage. So I just feel like there's a lot of, and they, I feel like the, they watch film today. There's a lot they can they can learn from and improve on. So it's why like the guys fall hard and they play hard. So you can see what they really, you can see they really want to win. Yeah, I, I think I think that's one of the things that we did show, um, and that's one of the things that's going unsaid is how these guys fought together at the end, and um, you know even even through adversity, um, you know even the, the turnovers that we had in the fourth quarter, um, the defense didn't complain not one time. I didn't I, I hear not one defender say, "Oh man, goddamn offense," or none of that shit. You know, every time you know exactly. uh, uh, you know it was a turnover or or, or uh, you know uh, you know change of possession, um, the defense just got their ass up and went out there and, and, and made some plays. And that's what we asked for. That's what we've been looking for, you know, uh, for, for guys to just, you know, just play together as a team. Because, you know, uh, you know, we, we've been playing a lot of good defense around here. So, um, you know, it, it should be a drop off this year. Um, Matt, oh, yeah, I know I, 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 I got to ask you this. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the questions that people have been asking as well uh, since since the game. Um, talk about our safety play um, and, and how you thought about that. Uh, I think the safety. I mean, we made we we did a couple of bad things at the beginning of the game, but I like to say we didn't we didn't give we didn't put our head. The boys they put their head down. They kept on fighting. They, you know what I'm saying? They, so I mean, playing in the back end. You know what I'm saying? You gonna give up some plays. You know that's part of it. You know what I'm saying? You I mean a lot of things get covered up when you playing D line and linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when you you in that back end, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's easy to get. You know what I'm saying? To let things go and, it's, and let things. You know what I'm saying? Get past you and stuff like that. That's part of playing in the back end. But I feel like. They had a short. They had a short memory. You know what I'm saying? They they kept fighting. They, and the boys played good in the back end, man. They, I mean, at the beginning, sure. you know what I'm saying? It was a couple of struggles. It was a couple of struggles, but they didn't. They they didn't. They wasn't. They didn't lag on that. They kept. They kept on getting better every. I feel like in the second half they came back and they responded. So I, mean, I feel like it, it, that would help them. You know what I'm saying? Help the, the team take the next step for sure. Yeah, we we definitely we definitely saw some uh some some balls uh you know being played back there. 
uh, with our secondary. I saw that one pass with Jeff Thomas, I think, dropped in the end zone that, that C.J. Henderson was on. Everybody keeps saying, oh, he had two hands on the ball. Well, damn, if you got two hands on the ball and diving out and, come, you know, continue to catch the ball through the ground and all that, on top of C.J. throwing his hand, hands through your hands, you got to go first round. Exactly. You got to go first round. Exactly. That's why we got the best two corners in the, in the, in the country right now, I feel like, man. So that, and that it's about finishing. And I feel like he he prepared for it and, and they showed up in the game. Hey, Matt, what do you think of the, you know, you, you played for Will Muschamp, who is obviously a hell of a defensive coach. What is the difference between playing for an offensive coach like you did with Urban Meyer and then playing with a defensive coach like Will Muschamp when it comes to tension and everything else on the uh, when uh, during practice. I mean, it's like when like I can see it when we're playing with Urban Meyer. You know what I'm saying? The offense get a lot of leeway. You know what I'm saying? We we gotta we gotta repeat a lot of plays because you know what I'm saying the offense make a mistake and things like that. But we're playing with playing with Muschamp. You know what I'm saying? You can. You get you get all you the defense get the more the most attention you know like that so you you get taught you get taught a little more you know what I'm saying you get more hands on with the head coach so I mean I just but I feel like I mean in college I mean college football man it's all about you know what I'm saying I mean defense defense gonna play well but you know what I'm saying the offense the defense win games but the offense the offense definitely win championships so but like in practice like I say in practice playing with uh playing for Urban Meyer man. You know what I'm saying? They always get a lead way to the to the offense, but you know what I'm saying? With Will, you get you know what I'm saying, a lot of a lot of attention on defense. Hey, uh Matt, talk about uh what so how how do you feel about the offensive line? Um I know a lot of questions was on the offensive line coming in, um, about how the, these guys would, would progress under Coach Hevesy, uh, would they be able to hold up with this Miami defensive line? Talk about how you felt about our offensive line. Uh, talk about you know even, even though you know we had a few turnovers. Talk about how you felt about our offense, um, even though it's the first game. Yeah, I, see, I mean I see a lot of good things. I mean I was watching training camp and stuff like that. And I I know the guys probably kind of young and stuff like that. I feel like they hold they held up well, man. They they did they, they did what they had to do. You know what I'm saying? They protected Felipe. I know uh, the Miami defensive line. You know what I'm saying? Pretty athletic, and I feel like the guys hold it well, and then they get it's best. It's, it's really something they can they can build off of because I mean my Miami University they usually have a good D line, good athletic D line. I feel like they was able to run the ball well, and they, they held up pretty well because I know a lot of guys were saying that the offensive the offensive line may be the weakness and everything, but I feel like they played well and they did their job. You know what I'm saying? They really got something to build off of. So I've I seen a lot of good things for the young boys. Hey Matt, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, your time at UF, and I guess it's only appropriate if we start with uh, with your recruiting uh, to UF. Talk to us a little bit about just kind of everything that happened in those those couple of months. You know, you had committed to Florida, then Urban retired, then unretired, and you had gone to you know committed to Florida State, then back to Florida. Talk to us about those uh, those couple months in uh, in recruiting because recruiting is a lot different then than it is now. So you were. Yeah. All eyes were on you for a couple months. Yeah, it was just man. It was because I was man. I knew Herbert Meyer because you know he recruited. He uh, he was the receiver coach at Notre Dame. When my brother was a quarterback and he signed to Notre Dame, and I met Herbert Meyer when I was like what eight years old. He came to my house. He was talking about the receiver. What's a good receiver stand? So and he had my mom wrapped around his fingers. 
uh, it was hard to go, you know what I'm saying? And then just and then he paying attention to the floor then you know the secondary before me, like you know what I'm saying, black and uh my black and then uh Will Hill and Major. So I mean it was hard it was hard to get away from that, you know what I'm saying? Come behind come behind them guys and learning from them guys. So and then the Urban Meyer situation, man, he was he pretty much had my family wrapped around their family, so it was it was either like you know what I'm saying he was saying he was leaving, so I feel like I had to give him I had to give him something to play with too. Since he wanted to play with people, I had to play with him too. But I feel like at the end of the day, I was still was gonna be a there because of how they was winning and how the secondary was playing. So then I had great guys in front of me to learn from. So I mean, it was it was just some just me throwing it in the air because Urban Meyer was throwing it in the air. So I just feel like I was no. just like he did. No, Cause I know you, bro. Why the fuck? I can't even say that, bro. Why you did that shit, bro? Why you like to play, dog? Like you playing with all your muscles? I had to. That's it, dog. Come I was, on, I was bro. playing with mine until he want to leave. I got me. I'm like, man, come on. Don't hey, play man, like you almost that. lost. <laughs> you almost lost. You almost lost me some money, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. You yeah, went man, to you lost me some money, but I'm glad nah, you came. You I, I wasn't going. I wasn't going out west if I if I had to. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, quick question, man. Uh, it's been a lot of talk about like alpha males and, and stuff like that, and I was and I, on our team and, and, and trying to find that guy. Before we had uh, Chauncey Gardner last year, uh, we had regimes with guys like you and guys like Ken O'Neill, those big those big uh, alpha males in the locker room. Do you see that in any of the guys on our roster right now? Yeah, I see. Like, I feel like that the uh, the the uh, tr the the grad transfer from uh, Louisville, uh, was the, the outside uh, number fifty eight. Yeah, uh -huh. I feel like he breaking yeah. that because at the beginning I didn't feel like we had that guy that you know what I'm saying that could that step up and let guys know you know what I'm saying. But I feel like yeah. he he's the he's the, he's the right he's the one right now. You know what I'm saying. He he vocal. You know what I'm saying. He vocal. He he plays well. He practices well. He practiced hard, so I feel like he's that guy, and I and I'm thankful that you know what I'm saying he was able to come in and and, and be that guy for us because we definitely need you, you need that guy. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of guys can lead by example, like on the field, like just practicing hard and playing hard. But you need that vocal guy that's gonna uplift guys and things like that. And I feel like he he's the one I saw that like at halftime when when he was you know what I'm saying when we got down. He, he was very vocal and he got guys up. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he's that guy. He's definitely that guy. He's making plays. He's vocal and he practices hard. So I feel like he's that definitely guy, and I feel like it's a blessing that he came he came to Florida. Definitely, definitely was a good pickup in in the transfer market. What was your What was your favorite moment as a Gator man? What What moment did you like to look back on the most? You know what I'm saying? My favorite moment, man. It's It's hard because um I. It's really. I mean, I know I had a good that LSU game was a big game, the LSU game, but I look back. My what that was my freshman year, I think it was. We played Georgia, and um, mm -hmm. we played Georgia, and uh, we was they was trying to throw the ball through the middle. We was I think it was in two man. They tried to throw the ball in the middle and to AJ Green and Will Hill uh, picked it off and took it all the way back. Yeah. And we ended up kicking yeah. the field goal to win. Yeah. I feel like that was that. And that was the, that's what I realized. Oh yeah, this 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 why I came here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that, 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 oh, was, my, that not, was my bride. That was. I that was that was, a, that was a great that was and it was Florida Georgia game so that was a special night man I mean I, that LSU game was cool the Florida State game was cool but that night I would ne I would never forget that time but that was that was the greatest feeling that was one of the greatest feelings I've ever that, that was dope man that whole that whole game man and just you know all the things that we were going through 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. we, we playing teams tough. That whole year we played, you know, teams tough because we had a great defense. We had some we had some studs on our defense. Uh, we just couldn't score any points, and we lost a a, 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 a subpar Mullen team ten to seven one one game, and the only seven points came off a kickoff return, and we held them to ten points, exactly, and still lost yeah. the game. You know, so it's things like that, and then, you know, Chas Henry, um, you know, unfortunately missed the the, the game tying field goal at the end of that game, but that Georgia game that Matt's talking about, he actually uh uh, uh made that one and we won. What wasn't uh Coach Grantham on the side doing a choke choke sign there? Yeah. That was Grantham Absolutely. on the side. <laughs> oh man. Grantham. Well Grant, Grantham was at Georgia then? You can't beat him, join him. Yeah. Can't yeah. beat him, join him. I, I didn't know that. I don't know. Well, how frustrating was it being on the defense? Uh because you I think we had probably the best defenses we had in school history when you guys was there. How frustrating was it not to score points and not to get at least an average offense to, to make a real run at a national championship? To be honest, it was, I mean, it was frustrating, but to be honest, I feel like we had more opportunities to make plays. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like, yeah, okay, if the defense, if the, if you want the defense to, to be the focal point and the defense to win the game, we got we got the stick to do so. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it was just more opportunity for us. I mean, you want the offense to score, but you know what I'm saying? The SEC had all SEC teams had great defenses. You know what I'm saying? So right, you go to sure. that. But I just feel like it was just more opportunities for us, and we had the stick to do it. You know what I'm saying? If it, if it took defense to win that championship, that's what it was going to take. But yeah, man, it, it was, I mean, you you get down and stuff because you you know what I'm saying? Offense not scoring points, but I just feel like it was just more opportunities for us, and we knew what we had on defense that we could get it done with the defense. You know what I'm saying? So. It was it was it was it was a good time, man. It was a good experience, man. I enjoyed it, man. It gave, and it gave me more opportunity to, to, to accomplish the, you know, what I'm saying the the goal that we we want to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Hey, quick question. You talked to uh, Jacoby Brissett since the Andrew Luck thing happened. Well, I was just texting Kobe, man. That's crazy because I remember uh, I was just texting him because we was cause we were working out this off season. And we was on the field, man. And I told him, I say, man, I don't, I wouldn't mind if Luck don't come back this year, man. You take over as quarterback. He laughed to my now, nah, man. I read him come back and just chill, man. He was telling me that we was laughing. We just was texting, laughing about that, yeah, man. And I'm happy for Kobe, man, because I know what Kobe can do, man. Just playing high school with him and playing rake ball with him and knowing Kobe, man. And just he, he's so mature, and you know what I'm saying. And he can lead a team, so I know. I know a lot of people probably doubt him, but I know what he's capable of, and all he needs is a couple of good guys around him, and Kobe can be very special. I mean, he learned from Brady, you know what I'm saying? He learned from Luck. Man, I feel like he got all the tools to do it, man. And Kobe excited, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a dream come true. Kobe's a blessing, man, to me, you know what I'm saying, and everything. So, I feel, I feel good for Kobe. And, and he's going to shock a lot of people, I feel like. Yeah, he's, 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 de- he's definitely a talent, man, and I think – um, yeah. A lot of people sleeping on him, man. He's, he's definitely better than what people think he is. Quick question. Um, so it was, it was, it was rumor that came out that Urban Meyer said that uh, Florida was like the best environment for college football, um, and he said that even though I guess he, I think he's still employed with Ohio State or or whatnot. Or what, I don't know how that situation is over there, um, but yeah. uh, he actually said that Florida had a better environment. Then you see him at the Florida game with a with a with a Gator shirt on, and it had to be brand new because I seen Jordan on there, and we ain't had Jordan when he was here, so you know that had to be a new shirt. Exactly. So, so what you think about about him being at the game, and 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 how would you feel uh, if if Florida was to hire him back and have uh, Spurrier, Mullen, and Urban in the same room at times? Well, 
Oh no, nah, yeah, yeah, that that'd be that'd be great for Florida. I they'd love that. They would love that. That'd be great for Florida, man. I mean, I you know think, Florida, you think they'll stop talking man. shit, yeah, huh? Oh yeah, they would love that, man. Hey, man, I think our <laughs> games that have to they, they have to make our stadium bigger. <laughs> yeah, I had to make our stadium bigger for sure. But yeah, man, Urban definitely, he definitely bleed on the blue. He, he, yeah. he up there in Ohio State because, you know what I'm saying, that was, he, ain't like he's from Ohio and stuff like that. But I mean, if he if he, if he he could, he would definitely be here every week, um, you know what I'm saying, on the sideline, Gator Chopper. You know how he like the Gator Chop. So yeah, man. I know he probably, he probably wish he had Tebow with him, but nah, but yeah, he would love, he would love to have, he would, he would love to be back at Gainesville. That, I mean, they would love that. All three of them together. Oh man, yeah, they would have to make our stadium bigger for sure. You, for you know, sure. You, you know, you know, uh, you know, T-Boy will be back in that thing too. So you, right, go and add T-Boy to that mix. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because if Eric comes back, T-Boy coming back. It's gonna be two hundred. It's gonna be two hundred thousand people at our game. You add T-Boy in the mix. It's gonna be two hundred thousand people at the game. So they gonna have to make the stadium bigger for sure. For sure, for sure. Hey, hey, Matt, Matt, who you grew up idolizing that safety? Who was your favorite safety? Bob Sanders. I like the Bob Sanders. Uh, Bob I like that. Bob got busy. I like, I like that. Bob that's Sanders, a, yeah, that was my guy. Uh, that's a perfect answer. Uh, that's tight. That's tight. Yeah, Bob Sanders, the one from the Eagles, the one that used to hit people and pray for him after. <laughs> yeah, he played for the Colts as well. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very familiar with Bob Sanders, man. Um, yeah, Bob Sanders. A lot Sanders of times you get guys on there. Everybody, everybody says Ed Reed. I like that answer, man. It's a different type of guy. He kind yeah, of Ed Reed. Yeah, Ed Reed. Yeah, Bob Sanders. My top three: Ed Reed, Bob Sanders, and, and, and other one on the top. Of my Dawkins. Dawkins. Yeah, Dawkins. Brian Dawkins. Yeah, I used to hit people and pray over them and stuff like that. Them are my top three. I used to always watch they. they you know what I'm saying? They highlights and stuff before games and stuff like that. So them three, yeah, man. I definitely, man. I think, hard I, not to look up too. I think one of my my guys looking up was uh was John Lynch. You know, I I'm I'm from the somewhat kind of the mm-hmm. Tampa area. Um, I like John Lynch yeah. because he 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 damn near people every time he hit him, and damn near me, uh-huh. damn near sent you to the hospital. Um, and uh, he he wasn't <laughs> the fastest. Um, he definitely bigger than what I thought because I was in the elevator with him one time and he, I, I was in the elevator. And he happened to walk in. And I'm like, God damn, this is really John Lynch, and he was huge, bro. He's a, he's a like a solid big dude, so um, I I definitely idolized John Lynch. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of them that I like. Yeah, definitely, definitely Bob Sanders. I, yeah, I really like Bob Sanders. Like, yeah, they went, you know, what I'm saying the coach went far and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, so, are you talking to? Um, oh my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, go ahead. No, I think I think we all had the same question. Uh, your nephew. Con- Tire, yeah. Obviously, at Florida right now. Have you talking to him? What does he think of his experience at, at UF so far? Oh yeah, man. He had a ball at the game, man. Cause you know, you know, Miami was on him, and Miami wanted him back. He had, but he had, he had a lot of fun at the game, man. And I'm just excited for him, for man. His feet, man. His sky's the limit for him, man. He's bigger. He's more athletic. You know what I'm saying? He he could do a lot of great things, man. He's learning from CJ right now. It's a great, it's a great, it's great for him. I feel like he. he I mean, he similar to my situation. Me coming in, learning from you know what I'm saying, a and Will and, and the things like that. So I feel like he he got a great situation in front of him, man. It's, it's gonna be good for him. I feel like his career is gonna be way better than mine was. So, and I mean, I feel he way he's way more focused as he locked in, man. I, and he, I just feel I was just so excited for him because every time he came off the field, man, he was just 
telling me what he did and how he felt about it, man. It, it just, it's just happy to see him, man, and doing, doing great things. And he's so, he's so excited, man. It's like he's focused and he know what he can do. And he know it. He know it, what's in front of him. So and he's definitely taking advantage for it, taking advantage of it. What you doing these days, Matt? What you up to? Oh, I. I just um I just I just got back in school trying to finish up my uh, twenty one hours. Um, I'm back in I'm back in Gainesville helping the guys out a little bit, finishing school, staying in shape. Um, I've been I had a couple workouts this off season with the coach and the Dolphins and uh so I've been in contact with a couple coaches. They make a kind of make a final decision on me, man. So I'm staying in shape just in case I get a phone call. But right now I'm just finishing up classes, nice. staying in shape and trying to help out these young guys, man, showing them the way, man. The right and the wrong way to do things, because you know we've been through a lot of things, and I feel like I can be a help, a big, very impactful for these kids, man. They look up to me, so I feel like I can be very helpful. So I try to help everywhere I can. So yeah, I'm back in school trying to help out these kids, man. That's all I'm doing right now, staying in shape. For sure, that's what's up, man. Stay ten toes. Hey, we got a tailgate coming up for that Florida Georgia game, man. You got to come hang out with us, man. We do it big. Oh, I'll definitely be there. I'll definitely be there, man. Just let me know when and when. I'll definitely be there. What time? I'll definitely be there, man. All right, for sure, man. Appreciate you I'm, for coming I'm, on I'm here still, hanging I'm out still, with us. Look, maybe maybe one, one day you might have come to the crib and hang out with me one day, man, or something, man. Let me take him to oh, lunch yeah, or something. I got you, man. Uh, yeah, man, I, I told, you, I, I told, right, I told. Right. Hey, Black, yeah. Black, you say you're going to come to the, you say you're coming to the muck bowl when you come down to the muck bowl. I'm trying yeah. to come to the muck bowl, man. <laughs> hey, Matt, let's go to the muck, man. Let's go to the muck bowl or something, okay. man. So, uh, yeah, man, it, man, people used to skip their own games to go to the mud bowl. Oh, I saw the guy. That's how I used to be. In, uh, <laughs> people used to skip their own games to yeah. the mud bowl, man. I, I know a couple of players. Playoffs next week, man. We don't need to play this last game, man. Let's go to the mud bowl, man. It was a couple times, too, like, like uh, from George Jenkins and Lake Gibson. Um, when they weren't going to the playoffs, and, you know, the schools are, you know, in the, in the uh in the city of Lakeland, they ain't going to the playoffs. They going to Lakeland Catalina game. Cause that's oh, yeah, that's be it. like that, man. Yeah, be like that for real. He ain't lying. Hey, Matt, man, tell us where hey, we where yeah. find you. Oh, you oh, say it again. Go ahead, then. Go ahead, then. No, I was just, just going to ask if it was a safe. It was safe for a guy like me to come down to the muck bowl. Oh yeah, oh, yeah damn. you good, man. Nobody gonna bother you, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you good, man. You we will cover. That'd be happy to see you. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> be happy to see you. Man, it's gonna be about four or five of you. You're gonna be straight though. Yeah, about five of y'all. Mm -hmm. Rest up working. Hey, Matt called me a goat already. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna be happy to see you, man. Gonna be the only white guy now. Damn body. Yeah. We gotta definitely take you on some. Hey, Ma, we'll come. We'll come down together, bro. Hey, hey, Dan, if you come to the muck ball, you gotta eat a hot sausage. That shit, no questions asked. Load that shit up for him. I got uh, you, Matt. You know, load it up for him. Yeah. We have that shit ready for him. Yeah. We have a bag ready for him. Yeah, man, get him. Gotta get him right, man. I'm like, yeah, man, I got you, man. You know, you know, tell the people. So you know, tell the people, every, all the people who's listening, so they, so maybe one day they can go home and make it themselves. So we talking about the red people. Oh, hold on, hold on. All right, I got one more question too. After you finish, this. Yeah, I got yeah. one. Let me talk about the red, the red pickle sausages. All right, so, so Matt, explain to the people what y'all do to the red pickle sausages when you take it out the, the jar. Take it out of the jar, man. You put it in the plastic bag, man. You mush it up, man. And you put a hole. You put a hole in the side of the bag, man. You just squeeze it out and eat it, man. <laughs> 
I know he was. Up, man. You, you, you put it in the plastic bag. Excuse. You put it in like a Ziploc bag. Yeah, you yeah, put it in a Ziploc bag, man. You just, it's you like different it like that. Yeah. You put the you put the you put the hole in the bag, man. Yeah, man. You can't eat the whole thing, though. You gotta, you gotta push it up and put a hole in the bag, man. You know, yeah. Like that, man. If you eat it regularly, I'm gonna say pause the whole time you eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might look at it. <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah, so you're gonna have to like a fork. Yeah, man. Uh, that's funny. It's, hey, it's hey, funny hey. listening, guys. Talk about it because I think you realize how ridiculous it sounds when you talk about putting something in a plastic bag, cutting a hole, and like <laughs> squeezing it in. But hey, like you said, it's better than the alternative. Yeah, you don't want to eat the hey, whole thing, though, man. Yeah. I, I got to ask you, bro. Uh, my man Jack Daniels retired from the wire, and, and, and for what it seems, man, like they kind of just neglecting the program right now. How you feel about Jack Daniels retiring in, in the state of the wire right now? To be honest, I feel like that was the worst decision. Getting getting rid of Jack was probably the worst decision that Dwight ever did. So I mean, they lost a whole bunch of kids because Jack touched a whole bunch of kids and he changed a whole bunch of kids' lives. So I feel like Dwight, by by Jack not coaching at Dwight, would change Dwight a whole program. And I, I really, I really, I I was not happy about that. But I mean, you know, people got the answers and they know what they're doing. So. I mean, I don't even think Dwight. Right. I don't. I don't know how Dwight is gonna do without Jack, man. Cause Jack, man, Jack was so impactful to a lot of kids, man. So, um, I, I really don't. I don't. I really don't see what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna be next for Dwight, man. They lost. I, they lost all. They lost their best ten players when Jack left. You know what I'm saying? So that tells it all. So, yeah. I mean, he he touched kids. He impacted kids so much, man. Only not the field, so. I mean, I feel like Dwight lost a lot when they lost Jack, man. I agree, man. Legend. Yeah. Appreciate you coming uh, on kicking with us, baby. Well, Matt, man, tell tell everybody where they can find you at on social media and stuff. Oh man, I'm on I'm just on um, Instagram, man. Uh Elo Elo underscore twenty third. Twenty third is what the street I grew up on, so that's what twenty third means. But yeah, it's E L O underscore twenty third. If you're trying to look for me on Instagram, that's the only thing I'm on, the only social media I'm on right now. All right, for sure, man. Hey, man, Matt, we appreciate you. Um, continue to touch touch kids' lives, man. I know a lot of kids grew up watching you. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of these polls, and, and, and people pick you as their favorite player. So um, I, I appreciate you. you. You're definitely one of my favorite teammates. So um, thanks for coming to hang out with us. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Y'all have a good night, man. Uh, All right, we appreciate it. We'll see you at Florida, Georgia, bro. All right, y'all. All right. Dang, what a night, bro. It was a long weekend, dog. No, we pulled out in the clubs. Lorente won the plate, dog. I had to get, I went, in my bad, I was being quiet. Dog. I was I was really just trying to, trying to hit boys up. Yeah, man. Yeah, we we got another guest on here. We got another guest. Right, we want to get into uh, some more. Yeah, we got. We got. It's Dan. been a, it's been a while since we talked recruiting, so let's uh, let's get Jackie uh, from Rivals on. I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. You so know I don't. You, you, uh, yeah. You no, know I can't. All right, cool. We're gonna get Jackie Franchule. Cam, thanks for the shout out, brother. Uh, from Rivals, uh, and we're gonna chat up with some recruiting. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You're good. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. 
welcome you to uh, to stadium and Gale. Jackie, what'd you think of uh, the Gators' first uh, first win? Oh, you know what? Um, I, I didn't think it was okay. I'm not gonna say it wasn't bad because it was sloppy and it was an ugly game. But I'm not gonna go and say that it was horrible because guess what? It was a win at the end of the day. I think um, Florida has been getting so much criticism after this game, and I really don't understand it from the fans. Um, I understand that there were a couple mistakes. I'm not going to say that there weren't missed tackles on defense. I'm not going to say that Felipe Franks played perfectly, but I'm also not going to lie and say that it was the worst game I've ever seen. I'm also not Mm going to lie and say this is the end of the season for Florida because, honestly, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. No, I think that I think that you and I are on the same page. We talked about it at the beginning of the show that I think a lot of people either had too high of expectations or don't realize that you know this is the first time that Florida's really played a a power five you know team to start the year and to come out strong and beat a team and you know despite the fact that they try to beat themselves to come out with a uh, a win is always a uh, is always good. So, uh, Jackie, we wanted to bring you on. We don't you know we we haven't talked about recruiting for a while. It's it's been a dead period, I think, for the entire month of August so far. Um, But talk to us a little bit about where Florida is right now uh, with recruiting, what we might have to look forward to. We saw that Kevon Lee uh, announced that he was going to commit to Penn State, the former Florida Gator uh, running back commit uh, from a while ago, committed to Penn State uh, this evening. Uh, But talk to us a little bit about what we can uh, anticipate uh, over the next couple months. Yeah, um, I think the recruiting has been going well for Florida. Honestly, I think um, they did. The one thing that, you know, I think people are always going against Dan Mullen, his recruiting is not keeping the big guys in state like Demarcus Bowman, who's committed to Clemson. But I think what Florida is going to do is they're going to show on the field what they or their ability to develop players. And I think that's something where people don't really think that will do much for recruiting, but it does. And you can just hear from the players after the game on Saturday night. You can hear them saying, like, you can see these players and how they're developing, seeing guys like Ventral Miller step up to the plate and break out. And these recruits are really liking what they're seeing from the staff. And I think guys, you know, keeping guys like Gervon Dexter on, on in the class and getting those guys to kind of rally other players and Jaquavian Frazier's and Anthony Richardson, all those guys, having that cohesive unit is really going to help the staff really close out strong as far as the recruiting class goes. And I know that, you know, we talked a little bit uh, earlier with James Bates, and I think we even talked about it with Matt Elam, about the alpha dogs and, and the leaders uh, that Florida needs on on their team. Uh, which folks in this class, and I got to meet a few of them, I think we all did at Friday Night Lights, but but who are some of the, the leaders of this class, and do you see any of them potentially being able to step up uh, into leaders of, you know, of the team in the future? I think there's actually a, a number of good quality leaders in this class. I think this is one of the first few classes that I've seen from Florida that are really tight knit and work together. Um, you know, I was talking to Frazier's, uh, I think it was the, the first seven on seven tournament uh, in June. And they said that they were splitting up uh, the recruits that they're targeting and kind of saying, you're in charge of this group of recruits. You're in charge of this group of recruits. We're even, we're going to actually separate it from geography standpoint. And they really talk to each other and they, and they really kind of try to work together as far as um 
who they're really aiming to bring on. And I think Frazier is one of those guys that I think could become the alpha dog because just from his presence, when you talk to him in interviews, you can see that he really likes to kind of take charge. Um, he has that personality, that infectious personality that kind of grabs a hold of your attention. Um, obviously, you, you would expect Anthony Richardson as a quarterback to have that sort of stam- that sort of um, personality to kind of grab your attention. Um, but I, I, I don't know what it is about Frazier's, but I really think he's a guy to watch as far as the alpha dog. And obviously, Gervin Dexter, he's such a, a such a powerful personality and is such a really highly valued recruit. He could be the alpha dog on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but yeah, I, for some reason, I was talking to Corey Bender about this and I always thought that Frazier's is one of these type of guys, the big personality that can really take a hold of this group and, um, be, be the alpha dog on the offensive side. In addition to Anthony Richardson, because imagine as a quarterback, you imagine him to develop the alpha dog personality as well. Jackie, what's, what's your opinion about, uh, the, the safety recruiting with, uh, Larry English? And also the safety play on the field has been a little suspect. What's your opinion on that? Well, the safety play, it, 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 I'm not going to say it's been pretty. It's been pretty pretty bad as far as missed tackles. Um, and on, honestly, sometimes just the positioning, they're, they're just off. Um, but one thing that I noted when I rewatched the game a little bit, it looks like J1 Taylor specifically is playing, I don't want to say scared, but it looks like he's – He's hesitant to dropping his shoulder a little bit. Now, he's been playing with a red non-contact jersey a little bit of practice. We saw that um, early on. And I'm wondering how badly that shoulder is hurting him. Because in that touchdown that, you know, he missed this tackle for Miami to score, it looked like he didn't drop his shoulder. Um, So I'm wondering how hurt he is. Um, And as far as, you know, the other guys, I think that, you know, obviously missing Brad Stewart out there is really impacting his team. He's probably the most athletic guy in that, in that safety group. Um, Sean Davis is another guy that is is athletic, but he can't compare to Brad Stewart. He's done a good job and has improved, but I think missing out Brad Stewart is certainly impacting this team. Uh, I, you know, I always think, you know, seeing how Ventro Miller broke out in the game on Saturday night, I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you move Trey Dean to free safety, move Amari Bernie to star. Um, and yeah. then you can, I think that's, I think that could be a solution. Um, so that's something that you look at when you move down to the next few games there, if that's a possibility, especially if Ventral Miller and James Houston continue to have games like they have. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would like to see uh, us get our best absolute 11 players on the field. And I, I don't think with, 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 with Taylor and other guys back there and say, I don't think we got our best 11 on the field. So I would like to see Bernie and Trading maybe move around. Uh, how do you feel? How did you like the uh, offensive line play? I thought they did good in pass protection, but the run, the run blocking was somewhat suspect. No, I, I agree with you. you no, know, they didn't give enough push for the run game to get established, but you know what? For a group that played for the first time together in the live game, they did pretty well. Um, to be fair, they also played a very good defensive line. And I think a lot of people forget that. I think when we, a lot of people are still predicting the game, Miami and Florida, they were saying Florida is going to be having to win like two or three touchdowns. I actually thought this was going to be a closer game from the get go, um, because of that defensive line. And of course they had such a good linebacker experience group. So the O-line did very good against 
a tough D line um, compared to what you expected. A lot of people expected a catastrophe from the O line. So when I'm saying they did very good, I'm saying compared to the expectations from Gator Nation, I was hearing that the O line was going to let Felipe Franks get sacked five, six times, which obviously didn't happen. Um, I think the I think the one thing that I, when you look back, I think that right side was something where Miami saw that was a weakness. And I think that's an area that maybe maybe we might see maybe Stone Forsythe go on that side. Maybe Richard Garage left tackle. Maybe we uh, that's something something that I would want to see. Um, I've been hearing so much about Richard Garage's his development. So maybe that's something that a potential move that John Hevesy might want to do. Um, but to John Delance, John Delance's credit, during that Kadarius Tony 66-yard touchdown, it was his block that allowed Tony to run for that touchdown. So I think um, the O-line is almost where the O-line was in at this point last year. I think if you continue to see the progress and development of this O-line, I think you're going to have a, a very good O-line in development-wise because it's almost like the mirror image of what we saw last year on the O-line. So, so is it safe to say that you were impressed with, with the offensive performance on Saturday? I wouldn't say I was compl- I wasn't impressed. I don't think I was impressed by the offensive performance. I just don't think it's doom and gloom. Um, I see the pieces are there. Um, I honestly, when when I look back, I see a, a an offense that has the skilled players to perform later on when the O-line has more experience. And honestly, sometimes I, I, I question some of the play calls that happened during the game. You know, when I looked at Miami's DB unit and looked at Florida's wide receivers and tight ends, and I think, okay, well, the DB unit in Miami, the highest guy, the highest CB is what, 6'3"? And then you've got two tight ends at 6'6", six, six, and with the wide receiver room, it has such a height advantage. I wanted more one-on-one matchups. Um, I also thought that, you know, the 66-yard touchdown for Kadarius Tony was from a screen. Why did they go away from that? Uh, Florida has a wide receiver room that's, I think, top 20 in the country for yards after a catch. Um, those are something that kind of had me questioning why did they move away from some of these play calls. Um, so I think the offense has a lot of potential, um, and especially if the O-line can get that push, they, and they can establish the run game that opens up a lot. Um, I just don't think it was such a doom and gloom that many people are saying today. Um, again, I think it was the expectation where they thought Florida was going to blow past Miami. I think a lot of people thought Miami was worse than what they are. And I think that's where all the expectation and perception kind of changed. And that's where I think a lot of people on Sunday morning woke up angry. And even today are still angry. Uh, it's weird. And to be honest, to be honest though, Jackie, if you look back at the game, it, we could have blew them wide open. Like there, there's a point in the game where we was about to go fourteen up fourteen three, and we're just dropping the ball on the ground. Then we come back to the Malik Davis pitch that was blocked beautifully. Probably take that to the crib. Like it was, it was the point in the game where we were controlling. We could have blew them out. I just think there's, there's even with the Felipe Frank interception, if, if it goes to the right guy and the first guy doesn't t- like try to make a play on it. That's going for six. So you like you're talking about three potential touchdowns that are off the board. I think it would. I think we 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 have the talent to blow Miami out, but it was like yeah, a preseason matchup, and we got work kinks out. Yeah, and honestly, that first fumble hand, like that handoff between Frank and Michael Pirine, 
I don't, I don't see Florida doing that. Uh, hopefully not, you know, jinxing and knocking on wood here. That's the type of turnover I don't see Florida doing anymore. Or that's something that you don't really see Florida yeah. doing. That's something that when you look at practice, mm-hmm. you've been to practice. That's something they work tirelessly at. That's the same thing with that Malik Davis fumble. Um, and to be fair to Frank, he just, you know, he saw that strong safety coming and he just mistimed it all. He just, instead of, you know, taking the loss of a yard or two, he, he just made the wrong decision there. Um, so I, I think Florida, I think Florida's offense is better than what that game showed. Um, and on, honestly, I, I think saying that this season is over is, <laughs> come on, it's after the first game week zero. Um, and they have, you know, three weeks before the first SEC matchup. And Kentucky is a good mm-hmm. first SEC matchup to have. It's, you're not facing LSU yet. You have enough time before that game. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Jackie, what what do you think that Florida is going to do at the tight end position? You know, we saw, uh, what, three tight ends play. You know, we, we also saw that Lucas Kroll was a huge liability, especially when it came to blocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think that, that Florida might do there? Do you think that was – uh, kind of a, an abnormality with Lucas Kroll, or do you think that that may, you know, hinder his ability to get on the field? Florida really misses Deontay Lewis, don't they? That guy. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and Stevens. Um, Shout out C. Lou, man. Lawson. Shout out, bro. Yeah, he, he, you know <laughs> what? People didn't give credit to him at all last year. I think a lot of people kept forgetting that he made some crucial blocks down the off season and you're, you're missing him. And I, Lucas Kroll was a big liability. Uh, we, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He was on the block and blocking. Um, I honestly, I, I think Kamori Gamble is a better blocker. Um, just seeing him at practice, he's holding his blocks a little bit longer. That's something that Larry Scott really focused with Kamori. So, if Lucas Kroll doesn't become that complete tight end that Florida wants, I can possibly see, you know, Kamori more. Um, honestly, it, Kyle Pitts is your mismatch nightmare too. And even he had struggled with a couple of blocks, but he did have some good blocks during the game. Um, I know right now depth chart is Kyle Pitts or Lucas Kroll. I can see them kind of sticking with Kyle Pitts a little bit more, but at the end of the day, again, it's your first game of the year. Um, so Lucas Kroll is still adjusting to playing football. This is what his second season playing football since, you know, coming back, he's dealing with, you know, shoulder injury from the spring. He was sick during the off season. I think he's lost what 12 to 14 pounds. So he couldn't uh, participate in some of the off season workouts mm-hmm. too. So, so I think he has time yet to develop into that tight end that they want that complete tight end. Um, but when watching during during practices, I would say Kimori Gamble is your best blocker right now in that tight end group. And Jackie, uh, what what do you predict Florida's final season record to be? And then does it change because of this game uh, against Miami? Or did it change from what your preseason expectation was? I had them losing two games to LSU and Georgia uh, before the season. And right now that doesn't change for me. Um, I, okay. I want to see, I, I want to see more game film from Florida. I'm not going to put everything into this one game. I thought, I, I think I saw today, USA Today took out Florida from their, their top 20, uh, top 25. And I just think it's ludicrous to, <laughs> to, to, oh. to choose to look to I think yeah. USA Today dropped them off in the rankings. And I'm just yeah. like, how can you, but go they don't even have a pulse, one so game. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you know I what I mean. Like, it's too early. It's too early for that. If a no, tree falls see. in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Nothing, I think, nothing I, frustrates I think, me more. Go ahead. Oh, um, I was just gonna say. I just think there are a couple of things that are easily to clean up. The things that Florida did in that first game. Um, I think Mullen said there were teachable moments, and I agree. Last year, you opened up against a cupcake team, and you had a lot of missed tackles, but no one really talked about it because you played a cupcake team. This time, you didn't play right. a cupcake team. So you're able to adjust well. And then, honestly, i rather have a win against a tougher opponent and have those mistakes on tape and say, this is what you're doing to this. So then when you face the team that's better and has a stronger defensive line or stronger offensive line, you can be like, hey, you did this wrong in week one. This is what you need to do better. So um, until now, I need a couple more games to see if I maybe want to switch my prediction to LSU or Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, I think Florida has enough to win the other games. And I think um, I know some people are kind of hedging on the Auburn game. I think right now I would choose Florida over Auburn still after what I saw from Saturday night. Yeah. Nothing frustrates me more than overreacting when there's only three other teams that have played uh, and Florida be one of them. Right. <laughs> hey, so, uh, a lot, a lot yeah. of these people just, I mean, just cheer. It, they, don't, they don't watch football. They just cheer, bro. So you gotta, you gotta let people cheer. I just, I, and also <laughs> I, I don't understand how people were shitty last season at the end of the season, didn't play a game and now they all of a sudden contending. Yeah. I honestly don't understand all the hate Felipe Franks is getting today. Like I, I've been like our message it's, boards yeah. are going crazy over Felipe Franks, but I'm just like, are you, are you crazy. being crazy? Are you going crazy? crazy. What are th- you had such high expectations or is it because Felipe Franks didn't progress as quickly as you thought? Like, I, I don't understand this whole hate that he, but he progressed. Like, he like yeah. if, if anybody's watching these games and think he hasn't progressed, they're like delusional. There yes, was a preseason game that we won against a formidable opponent. So and he he didn't play bad. He made some no, mistakes, but he didn't have a bad game. Yeah, I, I think he does need to get better in his ball placement. I think one of the picks, the ball placement was key. I think that's the that's the one thing that I think he needs to get a little bit better at. But I agree with you. He has gotten better. And anyone who's watched tape from the last couple of years has seen that progress. I think it's because there was so much hype around him because Dan Mullen talked about him. The players talked about him. They're saying, oh, he's changed. He's, he's leading the team. He's doing this better, doing that better. So I think people thought Felipe Frank from you know Michigan to this is not going to be a Heisman candidate. That's not how this works. He's still going to yeah. get better. Um, but I think they put him on this big pedestal and then he didn't live up to that. So now he's the worst quarterback known to man, which is n- not, not fair to the guy. Um, and it's also not fair to the guy for when, you know, he's celebrating to say he shouldn't celebrate. I'm like, come on, do you want him to play with passion or do you not want to play with passion? I just think exactly. he's fairly criticized <laughs> whatever he does. Yeah. And I think people are like, they're, they're choosy with the passion. Like, you can't tell the guy how to be passing. Tebow's going to scream and do certain things his way. I'm not mad at anything that Frank's doing. I like his energy, and I like the, I like the way he's playing right now. He's not playing perfect, but I think he's getting better on the mullet, and I think like we were just a few little kinks away from, from blowing Miami out. I don't think he had a terrible game. I think we were fine. He's got to clear up some things. That's it. I agree. No, I, yeah, I it's crazy. I, I think uh, it's a cleanup, yeah. Hey, Jackie, thank you for coming on and kicking with us. We always appreciate when you guys from Rivals come over here and hang out with us. Shout out to you, shout out to Corey Bender and everybody over there. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> I'm tired. All right, man. man. That was a good show, boys. A beautiful show. Oh, man, we got a right, we got a few I things of housekeeping here. So go I ahead. Want, I wanted to do some callers, bro, but it's almost 10 o'clock, dog, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna happen. We we probably give them a pop-up show later. Hey, we can it's a yeah. bye week. We'll give them a second show. How about that? That's right. Hey, let's let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't uh, I can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. But nah, uh, guys. got a couple things we want to shout out. We want to shout out uh, our sponsors again. So Brunt Financial uh, Services, uh, Gibson Dive and Detail, and then obviously georgia south georgia pecan company uh, but yeah. i also want to give a give a shout out uh to um to one of our our patreon followers he reached out uh to us a little bit earlier uh today and he said that he had has uh some tickets to that that tennessee martin game uh next weekend uh in gainesville so want to do a give those uh, to uh, anybody that's on Patreon. So we're going to do a raffle to to those that uh, do sponsor uh, our show on Patreon. Again, you can find that at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Stadium and Gale. And we're going to pick a winner this week uh, to give those tickets to that Tennessee Martin game for absolutely free. So we appreciate everybody's support there. So again, uh, if you want to be eligible to win that, no matter how much money it is, $5, $100,000, we'd appreciate you a little bit more for $100,000 and we might rig it for you guys if you do that. But uh, I'll buy again, more tickets. I will personally buy you season tickets for this Already. season and I'll buy you preseason tickets for the next 10 years. Uh, but, uh, but again, patreon.com slash stadium and Gale. Uh, we'll run a raffle with those that are, uh, um, that are our members, and if you can't go to the game, we'll uh, we'll run it for a uh, a second place person. Anybody, we appreciate, uh, we appreciate everybody. Yeah, anybody in the Tri County area, I'm down here. Uh, you need something done for your boat as far as detailing. Anything done for your boat, make sure y'all hit up my man Gibson at Diving Detail. And, and get any any boat needs that you need, man. Make sure y'all holler at him, man. Absolutely. And if you're in uh, if you're in Valdosta, South Georgia, definitely hit uh, our folks up at uh, South Georgia Pecan for uh, for some pecans, and then obviously give a big shout out to uh, to Greg Brunt. I know that this was before we started this show, but I uh, or before he started sponsoring the show. But big shout out to him. He saved me like eight hundred dollars on car insurance, so he's a he's a real dude. Held it down for me, so I appreciate that. And so uh, everybody support the sponsors. They help us bring you guys good content. And then obviously we've we've been teasing a little bit about having some big events for you guys. So we're going to do that uh, this this year, and then obviously going even bigger next year. Already, so we, we promise the people second show. We'll, we'll do a second show this week. It's about week. We'll have some time later on in the week, maybe like Sunday or something like that, or Saturday, Friday, Saturday, something. We'll put out a show. But right now, we can't take callers, man. But y'all don't be mad at us. We'll take care of it. Hey, who's got the song this week? Is it Black? I don't know. Who had it last week? You I, it, I did. Yeah, a little bone yeah. crusher last week. Got the, got the team ready, hyped up. They all shot me on and. DMs and saying, "Hey, you know, is that is that song to uh, to take us through the victory?" So, you know, I'll carry that on my shoulders again. <laughs> Black hasn't chimed in. I think I think he uh, I think he wants some country 
Hey, let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. I know it's my week, so I'm really over here trying to cook up. Something. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got you, bro. Uh, let me get. I got, get, I got I got the bonus show there. I got the yeah, bonus. You, yeah, you got the bonus show. Let me get uh James James Brown, bro. Let me get, let me get some yeah, let me get some James Brown to payback. That's how I'm feeling, bro. You know what I'm saying? After this Miami win, I'm feeling a little James Brownish and a little paybackish. Must champ ain't here no more, baby. Y'all bring that shit from Dade up here. We beating it every time. Believe every that. single time. Hey, we got we got we got bragging rights for what the next five years. So yeah, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Kick your feet up. Kick wow, your feet y'all, up. Y'all, y'all talking about five years? I'm I'm, I'm really talking about four because I'm a, I'm gonna sell their ass for out for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> I I look I tweeted that shit yesterday, but but of course everybody wanna got some shit to say, and I'm like, all right, I don't feel like answering people fucking stupid tweets tonight, so I just deleted it. But for a whole year, I'm gonna terrorize y'all, terrorize their ass again. So be ready. Yeah, too, man. Hey, hey, man, y'all, y'all take it easy on these guys, man. It's a long season. I think people are being a little too overcritical on certain yep. things, man. Take it, take it easy on these young boys. Let them build. It's a long season. We need to win, and like Lamar said, be the best team in the stadium that Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we keep doing that, man. Just support these young fellas, man, and watch the game. Don't get emotional. Like watch the football game. Uh, uh, just just give these boys a chance to do what they do. Oh, man. absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, that, I think that that's important, man. I mean, these guys want it more than than you do. These guys are, are putting their hearts out on the field every single play. Uh, and you sitting back criticizing these guys, hiding behind your Twitter fingers. You know, you're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to express that opinion. But but be mindful that these guys want to win more than you want them to win. So absolutely, uh, keep, we just, we keep just got that into consideration. I, I, so. we we have this we have this 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 reputation of Gator fans of being of being the expectations being too high and and not being. We need to be fair and just like just chill. You know what I'm saying? I I, I was that fan a long time ago. But you gotta be rational with things and be realistic, man. It was a week one against a, a, a formidable team, a good defense, and we made some small mistakes that we could have blown away. But you, like we walked away with a win after committing four turnovers, we defied the football laws. Like you don't yeah. turn the ball four times and win. We did that, bro. So count that blessing. On to the next game. Clean up the four turnovers, baby. I mean, if I would have told you at the beginning of last season that you're going to have three straight wins over. Florida State, Michigan, and then Miami, you would have taken you that every that. single day that. and then twice on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, the way that I'm reading Twitter right now, it makes it seem like we didn't win. I mean, Miami's going to probably be a 9-10 win team. Maybe not 10. 8-9 win team. That, I, don't, I don't know about that. Dan. That's going to be a team that goes bowling. That's a team that's going to be pretty good. I do um, think we're going to look back on this game. I don't think I think we're going to look back on this game, Dan, and, and, and I think we're going to be like, we should have blew this team out. But I'm 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 fine with walking away with those four turnovers and a win. But I do I don't think Miami is that good, bro. I think no. I, listen, I don't think that they're that good either. I think that they have a really easy schedule. Uh, I think that, 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 got, that they do. You know, I agree yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's it. I mean, that's yeah, I, I guess that's I what I mean. That. I mean, they're probably okay. not a ten win team. Uh, they're not yeah. a nine win team. But you know, they may win nine games. But at the end of the day, you know, Florida had ten sacks against Miami. They were supposed to have. You know, Miami's, you know, front seven on the defensive line dominate our offensive line. They let up one sack. 
I mean, guys, Florida won. Florida was two plays away from winning by maybe 17 points or 18 points, right? So absolutely, take take a take a chill pill. You know, temper expectations for what they should be and enjoy it, man. I mean, you only get 12, 13 games of this. Enjoy it, right? Because then the season's going to be over and people are going to be begging and wish they had football back. And it's like, well, you just spent the last 16 weeks complaining. So just relax. Enjoy it. I feel the same way, Daniel. (laughs) All right, boys, let's let's close out. Got my heart.
Come on, man.